like ready? Like, do you feel prepared? I mean, I think at this point we just, I'm kind of putting, I mean, I'm already kind of thinking. <laughs> Happy birthday! Wait, I didn't even know this one yet. Happy birthday! Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, good, it didn't make a mess. 25. 25! Congrats! Congratulations! <laughs> Look at us. I've got yeah, I was everywhere. trying to get that off for like a long time, and and it just oh my God. it like surprised me. I like jumped back and yeah, happy birthday, happy Becky! Happy birthday, Becky! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Let's get some champagne going here. Okay. Welcome to Tots Podcast. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Oh, that's that was probably, probably too the much. most. It's very foamy. That was yeah, probably well, the most. Yeah, that's supposed uh, to pour it. True. That was the most exciting start too. Yeah, the it podcast be. I think that's that's happened so far. Ooh, it better be. So you like drastically oh under <laughs> Don't hit the mic. I'm sorry. For all those listening okay. at home, you should really watch the YouTube for this degree angle because it, it's going to be much better if you watch. That is so much better of a. That's pull. great. There you go. There we go. Yes, do watch it on YouTube. My because hands like shaking. You I know. Me that? too. Mine is as well. That was like a little. A little um, scary. Anyways. It's going to be a very visual episode, so. <laughs> what does that mean? We have so many effects. We do a lot of effects. We have nice um, birthday tiaras on and and our um, pins. Little and we pins. have banners and a. And a, and um, a pinata. A pinata. Not officially licensed. Yes. Hey. hey. Cheers to you. Cheers. Happy 25th Happy birthday. Happy 25th birthday. We're 25. Yay. Amazing. Oh, that's that was actually really good. I like that. Yeah. It's like, it's got it's this dry. nice, like, warm to it, you know? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I like the warm. Mm-hmm. It's nice. This is one of my favorite brands from the ships. We have this on the ship. I'm trying to look at it without saying it's, the name. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good yeah. brand. It's a good brand. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm I'm excited that you're here. We were, <laughs> we were saying before this that, uh, I don't know how much of the first part we're going to include, but <laughs> we were saying before this that, um, You've always been a huge supporter of the podcast, mm-hmm. but you've never been on, and it's yeah. uh, it's uh, it's sad. You know well, what? You should have been on sooner. I don't think I was on early on. Okay, that's true. You I were on, on for my TikTok your episode. TikTok episode, um, a little like five minute cameo. Yeah. But I've always also you're such a project person, and I've helped you out with a lot of the projects that you started and have oh, yeah. continued. Some of them are no longer things, and some of them are <laughs> um, varying degrees so, of success and failure. <laughs> Across the years. So, you know, I'm just happy to be a part of it. I don't need to be in the spotlight, but I'm glad, I'm happy that you thought it would be okay to have me on. <laughs> Absolutely. And for the birthday podcast, yeah, no less. Of this is This is exciting. Well, the idea is we have a good time today mm-hmm. and then we end up doing this once a year. Oh, that would be nice. I think, I think that'd be good. Yeah. Just for, because I'm a logical person, in case anyone's curious, this podcast should be coming out in between our two birthdays. You were born before I was, but we're both January babies. Yes. Your birthday is on? The 23rd. Yep. And my birthday is on on the 10th. The 10th. And that was definitely not a ploy to find out when Becky's birthday is, (laughs) because I don't forget people's birthdays. No, definitely not. You'd never, never forget. I've never forgotten your birthday. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, we have cake. We do have cake. Let's have some cake. There's confetti in the cake now. Yeah. shit. (laughs) I'm fucking this up already. Don't say words like that. Don't say words like the F word? Yeah. My grandparents are listening right now, actually. Yeah, so watch your mouth. Grand, grand, and poppy, I'm sorry. Oh I my do gosh, apologize. wait, you're 
I'm just like, yeah, get the plates going. Okay. Um, so 25. I, um, part of life crisis, here we come. Okay. So I want to hear how you feel about (laughs) it. But first, I did have a quarter life crisis like two weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. It was weird. Because, like, I don't really care about many things. And then I started talking to Lauren, my wonderful girlfriend, and um, some other people. And I was like, oh, I'm turning 25. Mm -hmm. This is weird. And it doesn't really sit right with me just Mm yet. But how do you feel about it? You know, I had someone say this to me because I said this the other week or a couple weeks ago. I said, I'm turning 25 in January. And they were like, and I said something about the middle or quarter life crisis. And they were like, no, like you should have already had your quarter life crisis because no one lives to be 100. And I was like, (gasps) oh, okay." And then immediately the downward (laughs) spiral began. Well, no. And then in that case, I actually think that I did technically, if you want to say like 80 or 90, so roughly like 20 to 22, mm-hmm. definitely had a quarter life, cri- quarter life crisis then because that was oh, yeah. the end of college and you're like, what the heck am I going to do with my life? Like, who am I as a person? We had person? a terrible end of college too. Oh, yeah, we could talk about so that. Bad. But as of right now, I don't think, I'm not really having a quarter life crisis. I think I'm like, okay. Like, I don't love the path do that I'm on. Do you want to have it tonight, like sense. on the podcast? Or? No, I'm good. Thank you very much. Are you sure? I'm very, I'm very sure. <laughs> I don't need... I told you we're staying away from topics that are going to make me cry. That would make me cry. True. Becky, what do you want to do with your life? No, stop. <laughs> Can I have some cake first, please? Yeah, have your cake. I'll, Here, I'll choose, do some... me, choose me on the cake. Yeah, let's do that. And then I'll do some talking so you can eat. Okay. Can I get the fucking... Oh, you, Sorry, got a really, you got a really pretty piece. Cheers. Well, you know, it's nice from the cameras. You okay. Know, look it up. Oh, it's okay. It's good. It's good cake. It's... I wanted a cupcake. Yeah, but, like, I don't care what you think. Okay. <laughs> well, then. That's why I invited you on my podcast. I just. Because <laughs> you don't care what I, I think. Yeah, I wanted to talk at you instead of talking with you. Anyways. Um, you do so much interviewing. You just wanted to feel like you needed to. You could be an interview. I now. needed an episode you for me. Someone, well, you know, as a fellow podcaster, I could definitely do that for you. As if I don't talk over my guests already. <laughs> that's just, like, that's half of oh what I gosh. just do is, like, oh all right. I like that you're telling a cool story, but you've been telling it for, you know, eight or nine minutes. It's time so to go. Shut up. Yeah. Definitely no gotten offense, better no at offense, that over the years. No, no full offense. You're... Full offense. Full gluten, full offense. You know, I try to help you, and you just I don't want swat the help, the help yeah, out of the air. You're I, just like, no. I like the controversy. It's more fun. Okay. We were talking today. Um, I haven't <laughs> gotten in trouble for anything in a while, and um, I was reliving. Reliving? Remembering Mm -hmm. with Becky that um, a lot of my first episodes of the podcast were coming out right as COVID was hitting Mm -hmm. for the first time. And I distinctly remember having probably the worst COVID take of anyone. And I was like, this is media hype. It's not a real virus, whatever. And then subsequently, like two months later, doing an entire COVID episode Mm -hmm. about, oh, it is real. Oh, people are dying. And yeah. Haven't taken down well, the bad takes. You got to keep those but, up. But to be fair to you, like you mentioned this already a little bit, but it, that was like the absolute worst case scenario for us because we were in the middle of spring break when we were sent home. I so mean, bad. Also, we were actually going home already, so it didn't really matter. But I remember that day so vividly because I was driving you. Oh, and yeah. 
someone else to the airport. <laughs> you could say their name. That's okay. No, I don't want to. It's fine. Um, Me and my ex-girlfriend. It's okay. Yes, your ex-girlfriend. You can say that. That's I, allowed. I love dearly, so I didn't want to say. She's anyway. a good person. She's a wonderful person. No bad blood. Yeah. Um, but I was driving you guys to the airport. And we were getting news from all of our friends at other schools that they're not going back. They're having accepted spring break. And we still hadn't heard anything from our college. And it's, like, really, really uh, dark overhead. It literally felt like the apocalypse. And I had just dropped our two of our other friends off in D.C. And I was driving you guys to BWI. And I dropped you off. I gave you guys hugs. And then I was like, okay, I'll see you guys in, like, a week. And then I drove away. And that was the literally the minute I drove away was the moment that my phone being whatever went off with the notification that we're not coming back for like two weeks and i was like yeah oh my gosh no. wait you drove us to this is not an important part of it yeah, but so you drove, drove you, us to bwi yeah why because you guys were getting on a flight to go on a vacation she was going somewhere else someone diff- somewhere different than you but you oh. guys were both going i was going to maine yeah that's what it was yeah that's why we were cutting it halfway because everyone had stuff to do on the second that's of week. right okay yeah yeah, that, yeah, so that was not a good week. And then no, subsequently and I went to Maine to go skiing. Yeah. And there was no snow. Yeah. And so we were just going out to restaurants, and my dad and I would just get intoxicated because we were bored. What else and, would we do? And um, they had a great selection of cider and beer and whatever because it's Maine, and they've got yeah. all these little breweries. And um, we were driving back from dinner one night, and it was like this really serene, beautiful moment. Like, one of those moments where you realize, like, like it's like that Andy Bernard quote, kind of. Oh, my. He's like, okay. uh, I, I love this quote. It's like, I wish somebody would tell you when you're in the best of times before you're out of them. It when felt you're like, in the good days before you're out yes, of them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it felt like somebody had, like, pinched me and was like, you're in the good days. I was with yeah. my family. We were on a vacation. It was great. I'm looking at, like these massive, beautiful mountains in Maine with these ski slopes and there's no snow, but it's okay because <laughs> okay, we just can't. Still we're, beautiful. <laughs> yes, we're coming home from dinner and we've had some drinks and we had some amazing food. I still remember that meal. And there's like, you know, the light pollution from cities on either mm-hmm. side of the highway, right? But it's this highway like through the woods. And all of a sudden, um, all of the power in this county of Maine went out. Oh my gosh. And we were like, what is going I'm talking street lights went out, the lights in the cities went out. It was like this rolling blackout. Oh my god. Everything goes dark. And you're like, this is the end of the and world. And we're like, oh shit. <laughs> because we're all reading on our phones like, oh my god, COVID cases here and here. By the way, when we left mm-hmm. to get on the plane, mm-hmm. Like, two people were wearing masks, like, yeah. in the airport. This is before it was mandated, like, the very first part. And it was like... Oh, that's a little odd. Mm-hmm. And then by the time we were flying back, BWI was requiring masks. Yeah. So we literally were gone in the interim. So the power goes out. We're on the highway. And I'm like, oh, my God, we're fucked. And we, we finally. Sorry, it's gr- the apocalypse. I have to keep apologizing to my yeah, grandmother you need to stop and grandfather who, who watch. Sorry. And grand, my grand. parents, please. Uh, yeah. Just in case they watch. Sorry, McInerney's. Um <laughs> We get back to the resort and, um, you know, power's out, whatever. And uh, we're we're in our room and this guy knocks on the door and he's like, uh, are you guys the ones smoking in the stairwell? <laughs> You're like, 
what? I'm like, what? And he's like, I smelled marijuana in the stairwell. We're like, we're a family of six. No, we're not smoking we're the really marijuana. Not. We're like, oh, also, you're like the manager for this place. We still have no effing power. Like, um, shouldn't you be worried, about, you be worried that? about that? Not power? the people smoking yeah. in the stairwell? Those people are the least of your worries. Yeah, like, okay, whatever. It was, it was a weird time. Yeah. It's not a good time. That reminded me, I always think about this, I think it's hilarious, because I, I went um, right before I left, so I left for that trip earlier than you guys because I went back home, got my car, and then drove down mm-hmm. to come pick you guys up. And I rode the train home, and I remember my roommate, before I left, talking about, okay, first of all, it's, like, hilarious. The day that I left, I went to my internship, and I, I cleaned the whole day. They were all freaking out because there was a case in Arlington, and the internship was in Arlington, and they were like, you've got to clean everything. And I was like, okay. Disinfect it. Yeah, and then I went back to my room to get my stuff to get on the train, and my roommate was like, if you want this mask, I have this mask for you. Like, I was thinking about wearing masks during travel anyway, but because of this whole COVID thing, like, it might be smart to just, like, have one. And she's a nursing major, so she was like, here, like, I have a bunch of extra masks I I grabbed from clinical. And I was like, okay, I'll take one just in case. I still have that mask, by the way. I didn't put it on. You should frame that. <laughs> but I was like, I'll take one just in case. And then no one was wearing them on the train. But I was still like, I just think that that's so fitting in that moment. She was like, take one just in case. And then wear them for the next three years. <laughs> it's fine. It's a little insane. Yeah. What, did, what was your um, coping mechanism during COVID? Really? <laughs> You're going to ask me that? All right. Um, I'll ask that one later. What, like, you go home mm-hmm. after after COVID. Yeah. I love how we're talking about COVID. We need to get over this. I know. It's like, what you can you... ask me one more question about COVID, then okay. we're changing the subject. What did you do during COVID? I, like, didn't see you for, like, yeah. four years. So, Not that's an exaggeration. Yeah, um, Well, so we went home in March of 2020, and I had had an internship at a gallery, um, and I spent. I was I was really uh, willing to help them transition into like um, online versions of their shows, whatever they needed help with. I was really there for it, and they were like, "No, we don't even know what we're doing. We don't know if we're going to do anything online, so just hold tight." And I was like, "Okay, fine, whatever, anyway," because I had my comprehensive exams. Um, by the way, I'm an art history, or I was an art history major. I have a degree in art history, so that's oh God, what I comp- You're worse than the vegans. Good God. That's what I had I'm comprehensive exams. I gave you no intro either. I know you didn't. Should give me I do any that intro. really quick and then you can continue? Um. Yeah. Why don't okay. we do that? Because that might help so that I don't have to fill in the blanks as I tell this story. <laughs> Becky is my best female friend. <laughs> I've known her since freshman year of college. When we hated each other. Yes, we still hate each other. No. We get on each other's nerves very often. Well, that's because we're the same person. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're very similar people. Don't enjoy spending time together, which no, is why we see each it. other like four times a year. Um, <laughs> art history major. Yes. Degree in art history and management. Degree in art history and management. Currently pursuing a degree in arts and cultural management. Currently. Pre- uh, this isn't a call and response. I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> I got confused. I was just repeating what you were saying. And I am also currently part of uh, a guest experience management team at an amusement park on the East Coast. Where are you from? Hershey, Pennsylvania. (laughs) Wait, where do you work? (laughs) That's a nice way to get around it, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. bit. They can put it together if they want to, but that leads back into your question, which is what I was doing. 
after we graduated online in May, I went and I worked as a guest experience agent at this amusement park. I'll just say, is at Hershey Park. Whoa, okay. <laughs> a little too deep. Yeah, a little too deep there. Um, but then I had some background in the hospitality mm. field, and it was the closest thing to home that was still um, relatively in my wheelhouse. So that's what I was doing. Um, but the hours for that are crazy. Anything, anyone in the hospitality, you're going to, yeah, you're going to get a bunch of bubbles that way. Anyone in the hospitality industry <laughs> knows that you work basically, you're open basically 24-7, so you work quite a bit, which isn't a bad thing. Um, I actually enjoy it quite a bit, being busy like that, but um, that's what I was doing for a while, so that's why you didn't see me. It was because I was working a lot. Don't overflow my cup. Oh, my gosh. It's fine. Oh, my goodness. Wait, no. Oh, my God, you're Does so any, dramatic. Okay, look at that. It's like right on the edge. They're not watching. They can't see it. Okay, well, it's right on the edge. Go watch the YouTube video for this if you okay. want to see the, the hot mess. That is Ben. Okay, well, didn't need that. Um, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why you didn't see me. Until you started coming to visit me, which I really appreciated. Yeah. Occasionally. Yeah. With people. Yeah. That's yeah. honestly one I of my favorite I can't stand things. you one-on-one, I think, is, is my biggest problem. So I usually need to get, like, a group organized around a visit so that they can kind of take some of the it would be like if you you're really the like, worst you know <laughs> you really made i was gonna like say something champagne. really positive you're gonna say something nice about me yeah and then um, you just started saying that i'm the worst so you're the worst and i won't say the nice thing anymore so oh, yeah. Yeah. um for all the jokes that i do make becky has actually been there for basically every one of my entrepreneurial pursuits um there was an online store. There mm-hmm. was a consultancy yep. where she was actually our art history and art expert uh-huh. um, and and actually did a fair amount of, of consulting work for some artists in D.C. that we got involved with, which was very interesting. Oh, yeah. I yeah. was not I expecting your yeah. role, no offense, to be as applicable to all the people I was working with. And yep. then all of a sudden you had to come with me to every meeting because they were like, hey, yep. we see you have an art consultant. We'd like mm-hmm. to talk to her, please. Thank you. Do you want me to tell this really fun story right now that I love to tell and that I don't know if you like to I have don't, it out there or I not? don't remember it, so I'm actually very excited to hear okay. this. And I have no shame, so I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. Go ahead. So one of my favorite things <laughs> oh, Jesus. being friends with Ben is that he doesn't – well, no, it's a good thing – is that you don't um, – you like to see the value like up front. Um, and yeah, for a lot of things, maybe less so now, but in okay. college you're very much like, I need to know that it makes sense long term before I'm gonna like commit to it. Like I feel like that was a bit of a That's thing. That's a very nice thing to say about me. Okay. I have very few things planned out that well. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> it felt very much like if you knew stuff about it, then you could support it. And if it was kind of like on the edge for you, you're like, I don't know about it. I don't know about it yet, so I'm not gonna like go into it as much. If you need to burp, you can burp. Can it's you okay. Not? I'm being ladylike, okay? Okay. There's Fair bubbles enough. in the champagne. Sorry, I'm keep trying. Going. Keep going. You're okay. Anyway. Um, but I think we'd also kind of I don't even remember exactly what the context was. It was once you moved into your new apartment, we were over everyone was everyone was over at the your gang. apartment. Yeah, mystery we were hanging gang. out. Not quite yet the mystery gang, but yeah. We're hanging out, we're um, just like, yeah, just like a Friday night or something like that. And we were playing um, Truth or Drink. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and you had a question 
and you were like, this isn't oh, going to be no. a bad question. Oh, no. So you're like, oh, I remember this it. now. I don't know. And then, so basically what the question was, was rank your friends from what, who you think is going to be most successful to least successful. And for I everyone listening at home, Ben ranked me last. <laughs> Um, which was a... You jackass. It was the only thing I remember from that evening. Seriously, one of the very few things that stood out in my memory from that evening. This is your revenge from that night. Uh-huh. You're like, you know what? Eventually, I'm going to go on your podcast. I'm going to tell everyone how much of a <laughs> douchebag you are. But it's not even that. It was... And I honestly... There are there are many, many things that I'll contribute to my... Um, the. Uh, the building of my confidence and like where I am now and that was definitely one of them because I was like no he doesn't even know you don't even know what my area what my profession looks like you don't know how helpful it can be to you you don't know you just don't know and then I kind of made it my mission to like show you that it's actually worthwhile and then you knew because a little bit later you had that client who only wanted to talk to me but then on top of that then you started asking me about art and like um what was like your style, what looked good in your spaces. You asked me for like, I mean, you have other friends who know plenty about design. We have two other friends that are architects, so three really, that are architects. So like they probably know a little bit more about design than I do. But you came to me about like artists and artwork and you're like, is this, does this make sense? Is this like an actual thing? Like what's all this? And so... That's I true. Use I that don't. That's my own little personal win because I'm like, now you come to me for a lot of stuff because you realize oh, how important... It's not just about, like, knowing history or knowing art. It's about, like, a lot more than that. So I just, yeah. That's an amazing way to turn a story about a drunk bully (laughs) who was being an (laughs) asshole to you (laughs) into, like, yeah, and it helped. Listen, that's one of my biggest I think some bullying is good, don't you think? A little bullying to the right people. Listen, okay. I I was just going to go down this road. I think that it's okay, a little bit. I hated it. I hated it. I was bullied more than once, and I hated every moment of it while it was happening. But I look at some of the people that are my peers, or even people that are a little bit younger than me and who are trying to find their way in the world, and I wish some of them had gone through what I went through because it builds confidence. It helps you be like, you know what? I don't care what they think. I'm going to do my thing. And there's there's a million different things that can happen to you to, like, set you up for that, but... Unfortunately, bullying is one of those things that kind of forces you to grow up a little bit and be like, okay, this really matters to me. And then a couple years later, when you're trying to let it go and not hold a grudge, you're like, why did that even matter? Like, I'm looking at that person now and they're not doing any better than I am. Like, I'm not going to say that they're doing worse because I don't know, but I know they're not doing better than me. Like, oh my goodness, I have the funniest story to tell you. That I think that is very true. And that's the problem with like, I can't advocate for bullying. I really yeah, can't. Yeah, no, no, no. It's not a good but, thing, and we're not advocating for right, it. Right, but I'm glad that I got bullied. It's like I'm glad that I got yeah. spanked as a kid. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad that I was beaten within an inch of my... No, I'm kidding. But... That's a little... It's... <laughs> That's bordering on something you probably shouldn't say. <laughs> but, no, it's... I gotta call my therapist. <laughs> um, but you're right. That's, it's it does set you up better building. for life when you have somebody who's just a real piece of shit. And they destroy your stuff. I had this one bully. Um, oh, I should say his name. I think he I'll listens his sometimes. Name. His name is Tommy Merton. Um, I'm trying to remember his middle oh, name. Oh, wow. So he. <laughs> Go find him on Facebook. <laughs> no, actually. So I've I told this story like slightly before on the podcast. I had this bully, Tommy Merton, when I went to school. I won't say what school because I would give away like 
exactly who he is. There's yeah. there's like four Tommy Mertens. Oh, okay. Um, and he was just like the worst. Mm-hmm. He was this really bad kid. He was always misbehaving. He like was just mean to the teachers and the students, which I thought was weird. I'm like, how do you get away in middle school being mean to the teachers? <laughs> yeah. He's like bullying teachers. I'm like, no. If there were bullying Olympics, you'd hey, be you like, can burp too. Ew. That was okay. A gross that one. was that was not actually permission. That was really gross. Excuse Anyways, you. excuse me. I'm sorry. There. Um, I lost my train of thought. See, I shouldn't have said that to you because then you can say that to me. Um, Ryan will edit that part out. Ryan, get rid of that. He's not actually. He's listening right now as he's editing, and he's like. You fucking idiot. I'm keeping that shit in. I'm keeping it in. You look like an idiot. Anyways, um, he was just not a good guy. And I always wondered, like, did he have other stuff going on? And I think he might have. Years later, Mm -hmm. looked him up. This was like two years ago on on Instagram. Found him. Followed him. He reached out and was like... Oh, didn't apologize. No, no, no. no. Okay, no. No apology. They were so like, hey, I know I used to be like a complete dick to you and like Mm -hmm. you would like make things in class and I destroy them. I know, um, you know, you wrote uh, a note to the teacher that you were really upset about how much I was bullying you and then I found it and I ripped it up and then I punched you on the way to reset. Like, not a good kid. But. My gosh. But. (laughs) Okay. I talked to him later, like now. And he seems like a nice guy, like okay. well-adjusted, whatever. But also, Tommy's not doing as well as me. Yeah. And no offense to you, Tommy. I, I've made my peace with you, my guy, but I'm <laughs> definitely still harboring some of the stuff. <laughs> but so, but I will say, I will say, mm-hmm. I will give Tommy credit for some of the bullying, as awful as it was, because I have really, really thick skin right now. Yeah. No, that's Which I wouldn't thing. have. Yeah. It's not... I, and I think that's maybe the main benefit of if you do get bullied, not that bullying is good, generally no, speaking. No. But but having been through that experience, you're like, that's the worst that I've ever been treated. And that's the rudest that somebody's ever been to me. So if everyone else falls under that threshold. Yeah. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be fine. fine. Plus dealing with that as a kid? Yeah. You have no coping mechanism skills yeah, therapy no, exactly. probably as a kid that you do when you're an adult and then you're an adult and you're like if the worst thing that ever happened to me was Tommy Merton um, then I'm I'm doing good. ripping my doing great. notebook up then yeah. I'm going to be fine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be just fine. Mhm. So thank you Tommy. <laughs> I'm sorry to call you out like that. I'm not going to call out mine, but I just want to say Why not? Because I cuz it's work it ties back into work, so Oof. like I'm not gonna go into it. Yeah, fair but enough. through work I found out that she's a Karen now. So <gasps> I was like, whole oh, score. <laughs> is this like, your fo- is this your story that you had to tell? Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. So my it's my middle school bully. Um the other day I was working and I thought I saw her, but I was like, no, I didn't see her. It's okay. And then um she showed up in our email correspondence complaining about her day and I was like I can't answer this I was like guys someone else has to answer this because I will go off and then they threatened to sign to someone else was like I'm gonna write it but then I'm gonna sign your name I was like don't you dare because nope don't want to be I don't want to be involved anywhere near that but basically I didn't say that that's fine um but the thing about it that I found really funny was that I'm just like part of me is a little bit I I hesitate to say this because I I'm not upset about the fact that I live at home still. Like I love being with my parents and Wait, you live at home still? So do you. Oh, what a loser you are. You're such a loser. 
Um, and I love them dearly, and um, they really? support me so much. Yeah. Go, yeah, my go parents are right. Yeah, your parents support you so much, too. Yeah. But it is a little bit of a, like, you really, the last thing you want to do when you graduate is go back home and then work at home. Not a good feeling. Like, it's not yeah. a good feeling. But that made me feel a little bit better about it because I was like, well, if I can't work somewhere else, which is kind of by my own choosing at this point, but whatever, um, then at least I can, you know, not, at least I know that my bully is being a Karen now and I have the ability to say, I'm not going to deal with you anymore. You know, like yeah. that's. It's a win. It's that's a, win. a bit of a win. Yeah. So that's always good. But I also have to say on that same note is that it also depends how you take it because I have other family members who definitely went through some harsh bullying as well and didn't really come out with a thicker skin necessarily. They came out with a yeah. better, with different coping mechanisms that actually have led to the directions that they want to go in life and are going to make them successful in a different way. But it doesn't always lead to thick skin. So no, it's not I, always a... Not, yeah. It's almost it's never a positive thing, let's be real. But like the thing that comes out of it isn't always like a superpower. Sometimes it's just it becomes a part of your personality that you can become proud of, like more internally. I so. think that's an important note. Like as much as I joke, there yeah. were also kids that got bullied that like did not. Yeah. Which is why yeah. I'm like, we probably shouldn't be like, oh, bully's not. Yeah. Bullying Please. is not. Please leave people alone. Accept them for their differences. Oh, yeah. Allow them to be who they want to be and don't come for them because you just don't like them or because yeah. you're insecure. Leave them alone. Well, Go to therapy. The, that's like the weird thing is like there was this huge anti-bullying campaign when we went to school. Oh, yeah. It's still there and, and it's like yeah. grown and it's, you know, it's gone through its Well, now waves. it's because it's like cyberbullying. It's not because it's like in-person bullying. The weird bullying. thing is like I was like hit by bullies i was pushed over like yeah. physically whatever but i felt like there were less suicides related to bullying mm -hmm. back then cyberbullying there's like a shit ton of suicides yeah it's terrifying it is and i think like, but it's the because weird they thing, can say much so much so many worse things because because they can't you're see over the internet face. yeah yep you would never say certain things to people's faces that you would say over the internet it makes me feel old that i'm like i'm psychoanalyzing it like <laughs> No, that's that's what this show's all about, is overthinking and psychoanalyzing. Okay, well, I'm good at that, so that's good. I'm glad you have me on. There you go. Yeah, that's good. Are you an overthinker? Oh, definitely. Yeah? Yeah. Another another way that we're similar. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not like an extreme overthinker because I overthink until I write it down. Or Are you until... sure you're not an extreme overthinker? Have you thought about that? Yes, I have. Maybe that makes me a bit of... I already admitted to being an overthinker, but I don't think I'm that extreme. But no, like, seriously, like, I will overthink things, and then I'll be like, this is messing with my stress levels. I'm just going to write it down. I'll come back to it later. Like, it's very much a thing. Yeah, so. deal with it differently. Are you timing me? I'm not timing you. I looked I looked at the time. Oh, do you want me to leave? I mean, you kind of overstayed. <laughs> I've no, overstayed my I, welcome. I get it. It's time for me to go. I think I think a final statement on bullying, so that I don't. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm. I think the goal for this episode should be to get um, half canceled, and I think so. My final statement, with that in mind, oh on bullying, gosh. is that it did. It did things for me that nothing else could have. Mm -hmm. It's not a good thing, mm -mm. but I'm also really glad that I got bullied a lot, because. <laughs> I wouldn't be as successful or as ambitious mm -hmm. 
if Tommy Merton didn't punch me in the stomach yeah. or or other I mean sure. so the thing that I used to do <laughs> this was so funny I okay. was like okay I, tr- I tried asking women out in middle school regularly. Uh-huh. Did not work. You know, Terrible. I tried asking men out a lot in middle school and it did not work either. So similar. Um, and, like, I just basically had, <laughs> oh like, I'd pick a new crush every year. Mm-hmm. And then I'd, like, focus on that person. And then by the end of the year, right before lunch, I'd ask them if they want to be my girlfriend. And it would just every Backfire time. in your face. Every time. Horrible. <laughs> and it got to the point where, like. Like the cooler kids in mm-hmm. middle school were like, damn man, respect the way you take all those rejections. Like that's dope. I mean, and that's then good. and then we should name another person. Um, I had this huge crush on this girl. I I really you hope she doesn't name, watch this. You want to name names? I on do. Your crush? Yeah, okay, I go feel ahead. so. Her name is Marley Niece. Uh huh. And I had this this huge crush on Marley, and she's she's an incredible person too. She's very nice. She's she's a good person. She's mm-hmm. great. Um, but in middle school, I was like very into her. I like bought her earrings at Kohl's and Aww. like like gave it so to her sweet. mom. Yeah. And I was like, I got these earrings from Marley. Like if you could give them to her, just say it's from Ben. That's so cute. I was I was a loser. No, horrible. I wish that I had a guy like that coming after me. You should school. not be nice to women that you like. It doesn't work. No, I'm kidding. See where see I'm I'm treading okay. I like the line. I like the line. You the know, line's my friend. Actually, you know, my biggest crush from middle school I really want to name drop this because I just think it's so cool. Do it. So my biggest crush, um, up until like sixth grade, which is when he moved to the public school and wasn't in like our private school is he anymore. Famous? Huh? Is he famous? He's he's like a little bit. He has a famous friend. So his name is Daniel, and I had a huge crush on him. He's very Whoa. cute. Okay, shush. Issues with that name shush. already. Go ahead. Okay. But he's He's gorgeous, and he's still gorgeous, and he's been in, like, he's been, like, an extra in a couple of different shows. I think he was in Gossip Girl, and he was in a show Don't that... Don't watch that. The new Gossip Girl. I try and watch good good okay. uh, TV, so um, And then he's, that. like, playing, like, a Rockefeller or something in this, like, Fox series. I don't know. I want to watch it, but I don't know what streaming service Should we so. call him? I don't have his number anymore. I could get it. Anyway. What's his he, name? I'm not... Stop. No, drop his name. He doesn't listen. There's no way. His name's Daniel Iafreda. And he is best friends with Christian Pulisic. Who's Christian Pulisic? You don't know who Christian Pulisic is? Is that the guy that, like, screwed up his manhood for the USA team? Oh, uh, possibly. He's the one who's scoring all of our goals. Oh, sorry. We're out of the World Cup. Way out of the World Cup. We're this way. Point, but, it's January right now. Christian Pulisic is the one who scored our goal, our singular goal against Iran and um, scored our goals that got us on to the, into the World Cup, basically. He's from Hershey, Pennsylvania. How do you suppose his last name? Which one? The Daniel guy. I afraid is I O F F R E D A. You can feel free to look him up. He's really gorgeous. I just think he's. I Freda? Yeah. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. Um, but no, he's got a good jaw on. Good for him. And nice hair. And good eyes. Anyway, th- this is not about that. Anyway, but he's he's best friends with Christian Pulisic, and like I see them really? on st- like oh, because Christian's post- from Hershey. Yeah, they went. I barely they went know to high who he is, together. but I know he's from yeah, Hershey. He's from Hershey, and he like skipped. I also know the girl that he like skipped out of going to prom with. Like I Whoa. know of her. I went. I think I went to school with her as well. And um, Christian, that was a big crush for me. I really, I was like. Ooh. And then the other guys that I had crushes on in seventh and eighth grade, that was just a coping me- mechanism to get around the bullying because I was like, the, all the girls were against me and there were only mm-hmm. four boys in my class. So I like tried to figure out which one of them I could like, well, I've always kind of been friends with both boys and girls because I like being friends with boys because there's less drama, but I like 
having, you know, girls as well because then stuff to talk about. Because you like the drama. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, I was in a sorority. It's okay to say that. I like the drama yeah. a little bit. <laughs> I think people are really afraid to admit that they like the drama. Well, but like it adds spice to life, right? Yes. Like if you like the drama a little bit. I don't. If there's I don't... no drama whatsoever, you live a very boring yeah. life. The key, but which I think you were. Is to be on the outside of yes, the drama. <laughs> and you were very good at that <laughs> in college. It was You were drama. always drama adjacent. Yes. So we always had things I to talk about. I in the drama, but I we was never. We were never I bored never in college. Yeah, yes. we were never bored in college. Um, but that's why I like being friends with guys was because those are the people who didn't want to get in the drama, but they kind of cared about the drama. Like they wanted to hear about oh, the yeah. drama. So I was like the one who told them about the drama because I'm like right I next that. to it. So. I was kind but, of a dramatic friend for you to have in college though. Oh yeah, you definitely Supplied some, some drama. Problems. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> just so everyone knows, we just got these before the podcast started. <laughs> you drink really slow. Okay, sorry. You said we had to finish this before we I, start the rum. Oh my gosh, yes we do, but we don't have to. Okay, whatever. Um. Oh, oh my gosh, I messed my, my crown. Fix your crown. Oh. Wait, anyway. I want the, for those listening at home, I want you to listen to the bubbles because it's probably a nice sound. Click your nails against the mic. Don't do that, actually. That's terrible. There you go. Anyways. All right, so you're in love with Christian Pulisic. I already sent a no. message to Daniel. We'll Did you seriously? Yeah. Oh, I my just, gosh. I just want to talk to him. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. Okay. Anyways. Anyway. Think about that while we I also have some other celebrities that like I'm like adjacent to, which I think is so fun. Really? Yeah, you'd be surprised how many people Who? come out of my town. Name drop. Um, so Bryce Hall is a cornerback, I think, for Don't the Jets. Don't care. Hate him. Whoa, Br- wait, Bryce Hall? Yeah. That's a TikTok kid. No, not that one. That's oh. a different one. Oh, then I care about this one. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, so Bryce Hall, he plays for the Jets, and I went to school with him from fourth to fourth grade to senior year of high school. How many times did you guys make out? We did not make out. Damn. Okay. He did, however, totally tackle me during a game of flag football, which was Whoa. great. Because I watched him then play on TV and watch him use that move on someone else. It's like, he did that to me once. You're like, Bryce, a little overeager. And then you see him do it eventually. Yeah, and, and you're like, like, or professional. I should have been into that at the time. No, I would be very, oh I'd be in gosh. a very good position right now. But then um, there's a ton of football players that came out of like the area that I'm from. And. Some comedians as well. Also, Stephen Pascal, if you know who that is. Don't. He's married to Philip Basso, who played Eliza, and they were, she's the original cast of Hamilton. So. Oh, you said Philip. I thought it was a gay Philippa. couple. Philippa. 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 Whatever. Philippa. Duffleba. <laughs> you shut up. You better shut up. If you're listening at home right now, <laughs> Becky is trying to. This was all of this was her whole plan was to come on the podcast and, and expose all expose of the all you. of the most embarrassing moments of my life. We've hit two of them already. This is great. <laughs> this is why I didn't hook up the cough button. Is because I knew you were gonna do this, and I was like, you don't get the cough button. Sorry. Cough buttons are <clears throat> my my guests that don't expose me. What do you expect from your best girlfriend? Whoa. Girl best friend. I have a lot of girlfriends. Okay. Just kidding. Sorry. She he doesn't have any girlfriends. No, he has I have one girlfriend. One, and she's very nice. She is. She's wonderful. Hi, Lauren. I don't really know how she puts up with me, but. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> Mystery. But I like her, so she can stay. Oh, she's the best. Yeah, she is really great. Very strange that I ran into her and she's like, yes, I will spend time with you for free. It's very for strange. Free. Yeah, okay, I only wait, had to pay sorry. her. 
get away from that. I only had to pay her to hang out with me the first few times. Okay. And then, yeah, eventually it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you doing now? You're doing what a lot of stuff right now. What am I doing now? I'm doing a lot of fun things. Tell um, me about I'm these I'm kind fun of things. going a little bit crazy. Why? So I, I have a packed schedule. So um, to preface this, everyone thinks it's insane schedule-wise, but I think it's pretty normal. It's actually less than what I was doing before. So um, what I'm doing now is I am going for my master's in arts and cultural management, which I did mention earlier when you introduced me, um, in New York City, which was really cool. Um, where's that? New York's, where's New York City? Yeah. In New York. Okay. You just didn't call it the most expensive and crime-infested city in the no, world, so okay. I just didn't recognize that. Okay. Um, and then I'm also a team member of the uh, guest experience team at Hershey Park. So those are the two things that I'm doing now. That is a 9 to 5, um, 80, or four, 80, 40 hours 80 a week. Hours a week. <laughs> 40 hours a week at the job. And then how much is a day? Like 16 hours of school on the weekends. So it's um, pretty constant, which is cool. However, it is less constant than my job before, which was working on a cruise ship, and that I did 24-7, basically. So it's That's less right. than that, which is cool. You had some dark cruise ship days. I definitely did. That was a tough it thing was, for you to do. It was you were selling art on a cruise ship. I was, and that I was really... I think we should qualify That was the really cool thing. You were not thing. serving drinks to no. so, drunk couples. No. Yeah. So I worked for a auction house on the ships that was um, is very cool. It does a lot of very cool things, represents a lot of very cool artists. Um, but I didn't like the experience as a whole. Um, it was very taxing um, because you work for six months straight and you basically work every day. Um, and I, uh, I signed on in October and I signed off in April. So I missed every major holiday and most of my family's birthdays. And I couldn't get off the ship like at all. So it was just really not a great time for me. But, and I hate to bring bullying up again. Yeah. The ship was basically your bully because when you came back, you were like a different person. Yeah, I was a different person. I was going to say that when we were talking about bullying because like that was the Strength other thing that really, is that? really yeah. built my tough skin. I, I walked off that ship and I was like, I am powerful. Well, when I first <laughs> hung out with than, you. It's more than just the ships, but OK. Yeah. When I first hung out with you after you got off the ship, I was like, I don't like this. She's very empowered now. She's a lot of self-esteem. Not good. I did grow it. Well, see, okay, so there's a couple reasons for that. One of it was um, I was working in a sales position, which you all know you need to go into that with confidence. Otherwise, people are going to see right through you, and you're not going to get anything oh, it's done. Brutal. It's brutal. And tough. I walk into every every new job that I have. I walk into it knowing that it's an experience. It's an opportunity to build your skills, your talents, and just your experience in general. Um, I also use this tool, or maybe it's not a tool. I don't know. Um, there's two things, two phrases that I always have. One of them my dad gave me, the other one I just picked up from like Pinterest or something, I don't know. The one from Pinterest is that... Um, the harbinger of great news. Yes. And quotes. Um, is that um, be the person today that you want to be a year from now. So like work Ooh. towards what you want to be a year from now. Like if you want to be amazing and wealthy and like wonderful a year from now, you need to start that today. And if you don't start it today then you're going to get to a year from now and you're going to miss out on it, right? Okay, so let's play this out, though, because I'm confused. Wait, but I want to tell you the other one. Tell me the other okay, one Okay, so the first. other one, because the other one comes okay. from my dad, and he says when you walk into a new situation, a new job, a new a room with people that you don't know, you always need to approach it being able, available, and affable. 
So you need to okay. be able, you need to present yourself as able to get the job done. You need to be available to whatever situation, whatever the situation presents. And then you need to be affable, which is like likable. You need to be um, open to experiencing any type of person and not put up walls immediately based off of what you think about that person. Interesting. So those are my two things that I always use kind of when I, I like go into that. a new situation is to be open to the situation, but be positive and realize that even if it's awful, which the cruise ship kind of was, um, it's Do you want to name the cruise line? No. <laughs> I mean, we, no, don't. we're not going to talk Please about don't. it. No, because those are I big, big wigs. I can't so. afford to get sued Yeah, right we're now. not going to do that. Because um, there's there's so many of them, we don't need to do that. Anyway, um, but like you walk out of experiences and you, or you need to know that when you go into an experience, if you don't like it, that's not the end of the line. You can move on from that and you can recover from that. And then you take whatever you learned and whatever you liked about it and you move it on to the next thing. I like that. Yeah. So, like, one of the biggest things that I took away from it was just working on a sales team, basically. I mean, we were selling art, but it was more about the sales than it was about the art. And um, some of the people on my team have been doing it for years. And they had so much confidence. And I walked in with so much more knowledge than they did, like, practical knowledge. They knew nothing. I literally taught them classes on art history and art and, like, what to say. But they had been getting by for years without it. So I was, like, blown away by their confidence when I walked through the door. Or when I was on first, but in quarantine still. So when they walked through the door, really. They were just on but it. They were on it. And I was like, I've never seen anyone do this before. I've never seen anyone have to dive in so quickly. And it's the nature of that job. You have to be on your toes and, like, ready to go all the time. Yeah. It's the nature of any sales job, really. Um, and I walked away from that being like, I can be confident in myself there's nothing stopping me from being confident in myself i knew more than all of these 30 40 somethings it was blocks that you put up probably yeah i i mean it, yeah it kind of was it was also just like i hadn't had something that big yet like i would just had internships really up to that point and working at hershey park which i love but it was not as challenging as walking onto this ship um and can we just say quickly yeah that's like my favorite amusement park i, I love know. disney but Hershey like, Park is like, and you know this. Yeah. I've I've taken how many groups there now? Two or three? Uh, two. Two. Yeah. I take people all seasons. Yeah. To to go to Hershey Park. It's really it's the it's thing just about nice. it is that it just has it's just nice. It's smaller, but it has this history. I was talking to someone else about this the other day. I was like, it has history. Like they're like, aren't they? Well, they should expand and rip down all the kiddie rides and just put in roller coasters. Nope. Like no, because it has That's history. That's part of it. And we don't have to talk about it, but I could go off forever on the history because it was meant. It was built for the town as part of Milton Hershey's, like, legacy. He built yep. it for the town to enjoy. So it's never going to be, like, some, like, Disney kind of thing. It's always going to be about what it's what the people want. Yeah, but the, so. I think, like, the the broader thing is that the way that they treat people there... Yeah. It, like, Disney, obviously, is very focused on guest experience. But yeah. you uh, have very unique knowledge on guest experience. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not trying to kiss your ass here, but the guest experience at... <laughs> Hershey Park is great because we don't see you guys. If there's an issue, we see you. You resolve it. Yeah. We're done. We still have the rest of the day at the park. It's much more streamlined than like going to a Disney yes. or Six Flags or Bush Gardens yeah. where it's just not. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and you just visited with that other group, and they got stuck on the ride. And I'm sh- I don't know if you saw this, but I was like watching what the ride operators were doing yeah. when they were stuck on the ride because I was like, I need to know what how they're reacting to the situation, and they reacted perfectly. And I was like, okay, good. Yeah. And then by the way, they were stuck for what two minutes? Yeah. And it was a and non that, it, a non scary. They, like, they were fine. They were they stuck were in the bay, and then and then and Hershey was like, here's a fast pass. Yeah. yeah. So I was it's like, great. I was really proud of our team that day. I was like, yeah, this is awesome. You said but, something I wanna I wanna yeah. touch on. Okay. Um, I was reading this study this week, okay. which um, is uh, another way to say I was watching this Instagram reel, and um, same thing, same level same of uh, same, same level of credentials and and uh-huh. realness. Yeah, sure. And news. Uh-huh. Instagram reels okay. is where I get all my news. Um, I mean, me too. But really, who's... that's that's why I'm so uh, informed and mm-hmm. researched. Um, so. I was watching this reel and uh, it was this guy on a podcast like this and he was talking about this study that they did with criminals mm-hmm. and criminals specifically. Are you comparing me to a criminal? Yes. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> criminals specifically that um, burglarized people or assaulted people uh-huh. um, or things like that and they were talking about what is your biggest target for these types of things, right? So like – if you are looking for a new person to do this to, like to rob them or assault them, mm-hmm. who is your target? Who do you go after? Okay. And I'm the waiting reason for this to come back to what I said. It'll come back. <laughs> the reason why they did this study was to try and help people in this certain area. I think it was the UK mm-hmm. learn how to act, dress, or um, go about their day differently to avoid becoming a victim. I wanted to hold that cork. It's well, the bad. speaking cork, actually. Thank you, jackass. I needed something to fidget with. I know. I was fidgeting with the confetti. I'm going to fidget um, with this. So, Let's talk about that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, don't want to. Um, the way I'm bringing it back around, uh-huh. consistently, they would watch videotapes of just random people on the street, and they would never burglarize or assault or choose to in the study um, people that looked like they had things together. Yeah. No, you wouldn't because you're like, they've got stuff together. They're going to get rescued or they're going to, they're going to know how to come back and like get the police all by ass. <laughs> you know? Yes. Like, they're going to be like, you know what? they're going to have it together. They want their shit back. There's, I need to stop swearing. I'm swearing I think, now. You unlocked No, the swearing filter. is good. The swearing no. is good. Um, there's definitely a racial component. There's yeah. a gender component. Yes. There's a lot of different components that oh my goodness, I don't that? feel like getting into. Yeah. Because um, frankly, I'm not intelligent enough to even comment on any of those sure. things, and and that would be a real cancellation. Um, <laughs> yeah, but probably. What you said earlier was being able. Yeah. And the the able part is uh-huh. is really really key here because yes. that was one of the words that these criminals used to describe people that they never victimized was people who look. Able. Yeah, And definitely. so if you are able to look able or to feel able mm-hmm. or to put yourself in a situation where you present as able, not only are you opening yourself up to better opportunities, better relationships with people that you're meeting, but you're also actually statistically proven to have a lower chance of becoming a victim yeah. of a crime. Well, you know, that's really important to me since I've, I apparently have. Have you seen the golden ratio filter on TikTok? Yes. Where they like, if you're yeah. between a certain number, you're going to like, it's like almost guaranteed that you're going to get kidnapped or whatever. I'm in that ratio of like, you're going to get kidnapped. So I'm like, okay, so I'll just have that to be. That was a really cool way to bring up that you think that you're hotter than everyone else. I didn't say that. I just said I'm in the ratio. I'm just inferring. 
I'm only one point above the ratio, okay? <laughs> um, but that's the thing, right? Is that, like, the, the funny thing I think about that whole ratio thing is I think if you're, like, a woman who's, like, put together, you're that girl or whatever, then, like, you are going to look able and no one's going to come for you because they're going to be like, that girl is going to turn around and get the police on my butt. Like, they're going to get their stuff back. It is weird. Yeah. It worries me, too, not to keep bragging on cities, but I love to rag on cities. Yeah. I have a lot of women who are very important to me Yeah, that live, live in, in major cities. Yeah. Well, it's not fun. And I've got to say, I was telling my mom about this the other day. I... Um, I only go to New York on the weekends for class. I don't live there, and I'm happy I don't live there. Um, We were talking about this earlier. I'm kind of on the fence about whether or not I even want to live there eventually, Um, even if I had, like, a really awesome opportunity. Um, But the thing is is that I've only been going to classes for maybe, like, three months at this point, and I already know what streets to avoid, how to walk at certain places. Like, it takes one cat call, and you're like, okay, so never going back to that street. Or, okay, that's where all the guys hang out once it gets kind of even a little bit dark, so I'm never going back there again. And it's – but, like, that's part of being able is, like, recognizing – being aware. Like, this is my favorite thing to do is to put, like, my headphones in – and then act like I can't hear anything, but not have any music playing. <laughs> I think this is very much like a it's New York. What, I think it's very much what girls do when they're walking and it's dark outside. Like you put your headphones in so that if someone cat calls you, you can act like you didn't hear them. But you are also aware you can hear if there's someone following you. You can hear other things start going on and stuff like that. Yeah, because if you're listening so, to music, you cannot. Yeah, so if you're listening to music, and I've I've heard this is actually as a tip. I've heard women say. That you should, if you want, you can put your headphones in, not play music, and still be able to hear. Um, and it's definitely something I've used, and it's definitely something that, like, if you if you come, if you approach it being able and being like, I need to be aware of what's going on so that I don't get kidnapped or mugged or whatever, then I'm going to be, and I know how to do that. And then if someone decides to test me, then today is that day and they're not going to walk out and walk away from it. They're going to walk away from it being like, I'm never doing that again. It's kind of crazy that we even have to talk about it. I know. Or even it's very help much you prepare thing, for it. I mean, it's a Should thing. We do it's a, not can we do a city P- PSA? Can we do that? A what? A PSA about cities. Sure. Should we do that? I mean, I don't do entirely know what you mean, but yeah. We can go Tots listeners. Do not live in a city. Okay, no. Don't, no. Don't live no. in a city. Because if you live in a city, this you're probably spending most of your money on rent and groceries okay. and going out with your friends. He's not wrong, but also, also cities pause. are- Also, pause. You are in danger constantly. Not only are you in danger, but studies show you are at a higher risk of things like high blood pressure, heart disease, and other major problems because you live around too many people don't do it don't live in cities come on anyway becky tell me more about how you like new york city this side of the table is that cities give you good opportunities and a lot of times you'll find the coolest things in cities i will say that there are some cities that i don't like and those cities i don't like call them out name them New York City, but other <laughs> cities I love, and I would go back in a heartbeat. Maybe that's a little bit because of college nostalgia, but also because they offer a lot of opportunities. And I will name drop that city, and that city is DC. Um, DC <laughs> leave some, is great. Leave though. some for later, so we can do the thing. The oh, the thing. Th- yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, should we count that as done then? 
Yes, we're not okay. gonna. Yeah, we're gonna leave okay. it for. And then we'll switch to the. Sorry, we're yeah. doing some cool things for you guys, so we have to talk about logistics. Anyway, going back to what you're saying. So douchey. I didn't know women could be douchey, but there we go. Don't live in a city. No. It's not good for your health. You can live in a city if you need to. We're gonna actually clip Don't. that and put that on Instagram. That I, that PSA. Okay. I think it's good. I don't think so. Did you know New York City this year was rated? We talked about this earlier. I know. It's rated the most expensive city in the world. I know. It is. Did you know Dubai exists? Yes, I know. Have you heard of Dubai? I have. I actually work, I actually go to a school with an international program. And two of the girls in my class lived in Dubai. Okay. So explain to me how living in a. In New York City is. In a variable paradise. In it's the less tropics, living, living in a garbage can. It's less expensive to live in Dubai than in New York City, where everyone drives a sports car mm-hmm. and hate crimes abound. Yes. Than to live in New York oh City, goodness. where also hate crimes abound. Yes. Depending on what your race it's is. It's because everyone wants. To, ooh. <laughs> oh my god. For those of you listening from home, Becky has just smacked our $3,000 mic. It will probably not work after this. It's not that expensive. Okay. One day. It's expensive, though. Don't do that again. I'm sorry. Ridiculous. I'm, I'm so kidding. Sorry. I'm kidding. You're fine. Oh, my God. But don't do that again. The, okay, I won't do it again. I'm just kidding. Becky, I'm kidding. Relax. I said no making me cry. Don't do that again. Sorry. Go ahead. What were you saying? Um, it's because everyone wants to come to New York. Because it's a melting pot. You can literally find anything there. It's Everywhere scary. is a melting, well, not no. the South. But it's really not. No, no, no. Because you can go so many places. And who was I even talking to this about? Talking about this, too. Oh, my goodness, my words. Anyway. Um, you got the good champagne. That's why you're slurring your words. That's not what happened. This is, okay, I'm not going to go into it. Sometimes okay. I just mix, it's like kind of dyslexia, but it's not, it's fine. So you're saying I am not appreciative of your disability. Okay, calm down. I'm not saying that at all. Let me move on with what I was uh, saying, go ahead. please. Um, so the thing is, is that different areas have different communities, like immigrant communities that come into them. I was talking to someone about this the other day, and I don't remember who, so if you're watching, I'm sorry. Uh, But if you're not, great. (laughs) But they were talking about how different areas have different immigrant communities that, that, thank you for the talking, Cork, um, that kind of live in that area. New York has the highest population of them, and it's because Ellis Island is right there, and so many of them just stayed. So, True. like, you know, the Italian population came over, the Jewish population came over, the uh, Irish. Oh, you're going to get me with the Italians. Them. I know. I like I like the Italian I know section you do. of New York a lot. I like the Puerto Rican sections. That's a good section. But besides the point, there are so many people that come over to New York, and that's the best area for them to be. Some of them don't stop in New York and they keep going. Those are the smart ones. Um <laughs> Which I can say because I come from an Irish background and they stopped in New York, so it's okay. Um, no, they went up to Boston. No, I, my people stayed in New York. They're in Long Island. But that's besides the point. McInerney's? They're all in Long Island. And they're not, well, they're not all McInerney's. Well, it's good to keep them in one place so we can yeah. monitor them, make sure they're yeah. not screwing things okay. up. You know? um, but anyway, um, but New York is a great place to find those communities. The The strength that it has and that... I like about it, but I know won't be. I won't be able to find it for myself. Is that it's built up of little niches, 
like different places that different people can feel at home. Okay, so I literally yeah, just that's had very fair. I that's just very had fair. one of the projects um, for our final projects this semester. Um, we were talking about oh, what school. No, I'm, I'm just gonna say. Um, we were talking about um, we did ethnographic studies, so we were talking about people and how they interact with the locations. My group did bowling alleys. We had a load of fun. Another group did. That's interesting. It was. It was a lot of fun. But another group really, really, I think it was my favorite one out of all four of them. Other, yeah, including my own, was that um, they went to different supermarkets that had a presence from their home country. So every single person in that Whoa. group was from somewhere else. Um, one was from Mongolia, one was from China, one was from uh, Palestine, and one was from, oh my goodness, uh, from Turkey. And they all went to super, except for the Turkish woman, um, the rest of them all went to uh, supermarkets that had food and were run by people from their home country. So it was like That's so, so cool. cool. And you can't find that outside of New York. Yeah, you wouldn't find that anywhere outside of New York. So I give New York that credit. Like it brings in so many different parts of the world and there's so many cool things about it. But is it But it's dangerous. Worth it. It is a dangerous city if you and you're don't, paying a premium yeah. to live in a dangerous place. Well, no, if you don't want to live in a dangerous place, then you're playing a pre paying a premium. If you don't care about the danger that you're in, you don't have to pay as much as you would pay otherwise. It's Fair still enough. very expensive, but it's less expensive to live in the bad areas. I'll put it this way. I, I talked to Lauren a couple months ago, mm -hmm. and she was on this tear about, you know, would you ever buy in D.C. and, like, yeah. all this stuff. And she loves D.C. Yes. And, and you know what? I, I understand that. I love D.C. too. And through her, I love D.C. more because it's made me appreciate – the things that you can do in D.C., the people. We're having a discussion, quick sidebar, yeah. um, about somebody. And we were talking about that they're not very social mm -hmm. and that we wanted to get them out more and, and wanted them to you know hang out with our friends. Yeah. And, and we like to do that. We adopt people who are not very social. And you bring them into the fold. And we bring them in <laughs> and we take them out and we use all their battery. And then oh we're gosh. recharged because we're doing it tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> we love that because it's good for them. Uh, yeah. we like we like doing it. It's really for us. Yeah. But it's good for them. You guys are really um, yeah. And You're I was saying forever a marshal. I'll just leave it at that, but forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Mitch Mother, you're always marshal. Oh like, yeah. Hundred percent. You don't have to practice law and you're definitely marshal anyway. Kind Agreed. of Barney, but also marshal anyway. <laughs> Agreed. Um and I was saying like, well, I'm not like the most social person. She's like, look at your Instagram. Are you serious? Yeah. We talked we were talking about this the other we day. We were. Yeah, because I'm <laughs> I'm very social now, but I mean, and you, I guess this yeah. is not to make this podcast like a, a a love letter or romantic thing for Lauren, but I'm very much more social no, I'm, I'm with her. I like that. Yeah. Should this be like a love letter to Lauren, the sure. whole podcast? Yeah. Love you, Lauren. That's great. Don't she's listening right now like stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Just um, like I was when you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll get to that later. No. Um, but uh, through her, and, and again, this is another reason why I love her. I've just become much more social in DC. Mm -hmm. And I think it was something that I was missing that I didn't know that I was missing. Not to be very cliche about yeah. it, but it was like. I do love D.C. Mm -hmm. I also hate D.C. Yes. But a lot of my friends are based there. And when I was in college in D.C., I loved it. Yeah. It was my favorite was place awesome. in the world. And then COVID hits and I'm living back home and I'm like, why would you deal with this, this and this? And then yeah. you you lose some of that. Lauren has kind of brought me back into that fold 
to the point where I haven't lost like the skepticism about the cost and the danger and all this other yeah. stuff. But, but I but, do. I don't know. I do There's love just it. something about DC. I think the thing that I love about it is that it feels comfortable. Like it's still out of my comfort zone to like be in the city by myself. But I was. This is what I was telling my mom. I was like, I would love to go back to DC because since I went to school there, I feel comfortable going places by myself. I know where the good places are. I know where the bad places are. Yeah. And I know how to get around as well. You and know what I the can, problem is though? Are you? Can I finish myself? Yeah. Go ahead. I like that you. Sorry. Again, I'm, this is going to be my last comment, and then I want you to continue. I like that you correct me on that. That's good. About what? Like when I interrupt you. That's good. Oh, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Well, this is why we're friends is because I know how to stop you. You're honest. Keep yeah. going. Your mom said something. Um, But no, no. I was saying to my mom, I was like, the reason that I don't like New York is because I don't feel it pushes me out of my comfort zone like almost too much. Like I don't know if that's an okay thing to say. Like I feel like some people, it's always good to be pushed out of your comfort zone, but like. Um, I mean, if you're boring, yeah. Thanks. No, 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 no. I Sorry. I'm not trying to interrupt again. <laughs> yeah, you're interrupting again. Can I finish? I'm going to lose my thought because you keep interrupting. I'm taping my mouth shut. Okay. Um, but the thing about New York is that I don't feel comfortable going. <laughs> yeah, please don't do that. I need to talk I'm to I'm asking someone. you to continue. Please continue. Um, I need to feel comfortable going places by myself. Like, I... I do feel comfortable going places by myself because I am able and I walk around like I own the place, even if I don't. But the problem is, is that in D.C., I was there long enough and not even that long, like four years max, that I walked away being like, no, I feel comfortable in this space. Like, I know where the good parts are. I know where the bad parts are. I know um, where I can't be once it gets dark. I know how to use the transportation. I know how all of it works. If I get lost, if I don't have my phone, I can make it through. And it's not that I don't feel that way about New York. I think I do at this point. I kind of get it. And I feel comfortable enough to, like, get through most of it. But it's that it's not – I don't love it. Like, once you get through it and, like, learn a lot about the place and you're like, okay, I get this place now, it has to turn into, like, a love of that place. And I just don't. But with New York, it's just not clicking. <laughs> not to relate everything back to bullying. Oh, my gosh. But <clears throat> New, York, time's a charm. New York City bullied you. Okay. And you ended up developing coping mechanisms, but not to the point where you want to stay in New York. Yeah. I have a lot of friends that New York bullied that love New York now for all its yeah. good and bad. And I, and I admire that. Well, I have a cousin that lives there. Well, it's not to say DC didn't bully me. I think DC bullied oh, me yeah. a little bit as well. Oh, yeah. But. I mean, Frank <clears throat> Scalfaro, to name drop again, got punched in the face by a homeless guy. Oh, my gosh. Guy. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. On no, a, on a, a less funny night. note, I had, you know, female classmates that were assaulted in mm-hmm. D.C. So it's yeah. something that you think about. My cousin in New York, who I won't name drop because she does listen and, and she wouldn't like me to do that. But oh um, she carries a taser around for protection, which I still think is the ultimate protection other than a firearm because. I do the brass knuckle with, with my keys. It's not going to save you. I have a pretty strong punch. Okay, that's good. Yeah. But pepper spray has blowback. I shouldn't have said that. I feel like that's bad to say. You're fine. Okay. Pepper spray has blowback if there's any wind. Pepper gel, you have to be more accurate because it's not a cloud, right? Yeah. So taser, it's loud, it's bright, and it's scary. Yeah. No one wants to get tased. No. You can You can be fine through a pepper spray. It's going to suck for like... Yeah. A couple hours. A taser is like it's actually it's it's gonna last a lot shorter than anything else. But it's the scariest thing ever because if they hit you with that, 
you're going to ride the lightning. Yeah. That's oh, not yeah. a good feeling. My cousin lives in New York. This is one of my problems with the cities mm-hmm. is they're like, hey, we have a lot of problems with with guns and weapons and all this other stuff. So instead of like really harshly punishing the people who use them to like commit crimes, mm-hmm. they're like blanket. No one can own a gun in this fashion. Also, tasers and pepper spray or mace, we've got special rules about. She's had her yeah. taser taken like three or four times now. She keeps yeah. buying new ones because she's like, that, yeah. it makes me feel safer to have it. Yeah. I'm glad to have it. But I get it taken every six so months often, or whatever. Yeah. And it's like it's making things sick. illegal that the public are using to protect themselves yeah, does not help. You should sense. punish the criminals that use them to commit crimes like immensely more, like yeah. double the amount of time in jail, double the fines, whatever. But the citizens that need to protect themselves, you're like, you can't have that either. Yeah. We're worried. What if you become a criminal? It's like, how am I supposed to defend myself? Yeah. No, I have a problem with that just in general because it's like, yeah, I don't want to go into that. That's a whole other topic. And I feel like I'm not in the right I want to be having fun. This is our birthday podcast. This is our birthday that's podcast. That's really deep, I and I don't want to go into it. had another thing to scare us both with. Oh my gosh! Can I we be honest? That, that was terrifying. I'm I'm still I actually, a little I shaky. I think I screamed a little bit. I think you I'm did. I'm a little shaky too. If uh, <clears throat> you don't follow us on Instagram or TikTok already, you should definitely do that so that you can watch the uh, the reaction of Becky when uh, we had a misfire <laughs> oh of our effing. Uh, <laughs> Confetti that. cannon. Oh my gosh! That no, you we should now do a TikTok where you should where you pop it, and then I also pop mine like right after. You should like put them together. Do Sorry, wanna, I want to be work the artistic for the director of the podcast. Do you really? I could be. I would hire you in a second. Listen, I just found out recently that artistic director. I I think I've always known, but I found out recently that like being an artistic director of a company would be like awesome. Do you want to do that? I can if you want me to. How much do you want to get paid? I'm not going to tell you I that like, over there. No, I'd like to do this publicly, please. I'm not going to do that. 50 bucks a month. No. Shit. Absolutely not. I cost more than that. Thank you very much. We don't make very much here, Becky. Well, maybe I'll do it pro bono, but I'm not going to do it if you offer it to me over the air. you got to tell me in person later on. I kind of believe you, but I don't 100% believe you. What? That I would want you to be artistic director? Yeah. I mean, I do. I want you to do that. Okay. I just know you have a lot going on. I don't I want do you to. I don't want you to pro bono actually, something that you don't have time for. Yeah, I'd have to actually um, look at stuff f- because, by the way, we're gonna talk about this later because I'll plug all my stuff. But I am yeah. working on my own podcast, which I had to put on hold because I was on the cruise ship. So I need to finish it, and then season two is gonna come out hopefully within like a week or two after this podcast goes up. I think so we should talk about the fact. I think we should talk about the fact that you had. Really, really effing good numbers oh my on gosh. Spotify, despite putting in like no work. I know. I had this thought about this brand when I started building it. I was like, you know what? I just want to do it for fun. Like I started it. I will give credit to my dad. Like he really was like, you know what you should do? You should do a podcast. And I was like, well, I don't listen to podcasts. So why would I do a podcast? Um, and it has like, it has done really well. And I've done very little work with it since I was like, um, since work picked up and then I got on the cruise ship, like I really haven't touched it very much, but my numbers are pretty significant. And I was telling you this the other day when we were talking about it, but I think it's because it's educational as much as it is. So it's fun for me. It's a way for me to maintain the knowledge that I amassed while I was getting my degree, but it's also educational for other people. Like, I don't know if I ever told you this story, but my cousin who I won't name drop to just like keep her 
anonymous from the people just in case. I don't know. But um, she uh, she told me one time at one of our family get-togethers that she listened to my podcast because she wanted to be supportive. And then it turned out that one of her professors had purchased this painting. And it wasn't even, like, a huge painting, but um, he had said something about how it had, like, influence from this style. And she was like, oh, yeah, so it's, like, this, this, and this. And he was like, like, his jaw Where did you learn that? Because he's like you know stuff about this? And she's like, yeah, of course I know stuff about this. And then she came to me and she's like, I knew nothing about it. I took everything I said from your podcast. And I, was I like, think that's oh. so cool. So I think that there's there's like a um, educational factor to it, which I didn't think about. And I kind of just did it for myself. I realize I'm, I'm realizing that I'm talking very fast, so I'm going to try to slow it down. No, that's okay. But um, You can see your I know. Your <laughs> it's like really, there. really it's fast. Little... It's all on top of each other. It's like that. No, it's good, though. But um, but yeah, it did really well, and I was gone from it. I've been gone from it from almost a, for almost a year now because I was on the, the build up to the ship was intense because I had to memorize a lot of stuff, and I was still working at the park before I left, so I didn't have a lot of extra time. And then I was on the ship, and you don't have Wi-Fi while you're on the ship, nor did I have my microphone with me, so I couldn't record. And then I got off the ship, and I started my master's program, and I started my full-time job, and I was like, oh my goodness, this is so much. I need to get in a groove before I can get back into it. So I was like five episodes or something left from season one, which will be posted by the time this comes out. And then season Hell two. Yeah. Will Check be the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> and then season two, hopefully, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, will launch in February. So, um, but the, It's very exciting. Yeah. But uh, the What's numbers the were really cool. Oh, okay. So the, the name of the Plug podcast. Plug it. Come on. <laughs> the name of the blog is Art History Perspectives. And then the name of the podcast is Art History Perspectives Before You Go. So the whole idea with the podcast is that it's kind of like, you know how like when you go to museums, you can like purchase the audio guide and then you like learn extra stuff about the art yeah. works of art. I hate so doing that's that because they're know, never, they're never entertaining. They're not. But my podcast is. <laughs> and it's free. And it's free. Wow. This um, is amazing. I had no plan. Wait, hold on. Let me get my script. I did not know <laughs> that we were going to discuss this this evening. I feel unprepared. But whimsically excited to listen to sorry art history more. perspectives before art you history go. perspectives before, before you, you go. go yep thank uh, you yeah you're welcome um but uh yeah um the only the first season was for the national gallery of art which is in dc which is why i love dc Woo-hoo. so much love um it. and i think um, I'm still waiting for some feedback from fans, but I think I know what season two is going to be about. I'm not going to say just Whoa. in case it changes. Do you want to release but... it on this podcast? No, I'm not going to release it on this podcast. It's kind of shitty of you. I'm sorry, but it's a surprise. <laughs> it's That's for my own media, so. No, it's good. But it's good. Um, I think but yeah, was, we talked about this the other I day. I wanted to talk about the numbers, though. Let me pull them up, but keep saying what you're going to say. Well, don't tell people your numbers. It's terrible. You I don't can't wanna... tell them the real numbers. Oh, okay. I'll fake it. Well, uh, okay. Sorry. I'm being controlling. You can do whatever you want. I'm not going to actually say the numbers, but I want to see them so I don't get them 100% wrong. Go ahead. Yeah. What were you going You're gonna say? in a bunch of countries. I am. You 61 countries. Yes. Becky beat me in Spotify. Um Wrapped. Do you know do you know what your percentage is for listeners through Spotify? Um I don't, but I have it up so I can look in a second here. There you go. Becky beat me in most followed you're in the ten percent, aren't you? Yeah, I think so. We're My in the Spotify top. Listen is ninety three percent. Yeah, that's awesome. I think I'm thirty percent, maybe. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Becky's Spotify rap for podcasters was insulting to me. <laughs> Frankly, she beat me in podcasts that are f- followed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. Because you're in the top 10%. I'm in the top 30%. 30. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. What did you get for shared globally? I don't I know what I got. Win here. I don't know what I got for shared globally. I'm right, pulling it up say, so that you can see. We're gonna say eighty percent, and okay. I was in the top twenty, so I feel okay. better about myself. Okay, you can you Just can kidding. do that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that was a huge moment when I asked you to go over those numbers because I was like, I don't think I beat you because I think something's wrong with the program. I was no, like, but I think I'm wrong. I don't think that's true. But no, 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 you're not wrong. <laughs> the, the the only difference is that I get. Uh, a portion significantly of my listens through Spotify, but it's not all of my listens. Yeah. But your numbers compared to the average jealous. podcast and even compared to my podcast are incredible for the amount of episodes that you've released. You've done uh, 20 episodes. 20 out, yeah. And your, your listening is huge for 20 episodes. <laughs> it's amazing. And, I, and I'm really excited about that yeah. because <clears throat> I have a lot of podcast friends that that are much bigger and much smaller than me. But your podcast in particular was something that you came up with off of a conversation with your dad. Mm -hmm. And you were like, I'm just going to do it and see what happens. And it's been wildly successful um, already. Yeah. And and that's very exciting for me. Well, and I think the other thing is that – because we're looking at the countries and we're talking about how I have 61 countries that my podcast is which, like, in, which is what? huge. I'm there's like, only 200-something company. yeah. Country, <clears throat> companies. Companies. Good Lord. <laughs> countries. And you're in 61? Yeah. Tw- uh, 21%. You're in the top 10% of most followed podcasts. So this is 21% of Can the camera podcasts. see that? Probably not. It's Probably okay. not. It's going to screw um, up the camera yeah, for the rest of the episode. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> that's it. huge. No, don't touch okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, don't you touch it. But, um... Oh my gosh! Wait, what did you say? Your podcast—it's huge. Oh right, because you're doing big right? things, and well, you're not that, that long into but it. But I think the thing is, is that I started it in 2020, right? Like I call it my COVID project. Yes. And the thing was, is that you see that it's in 61 countries, and I think that the big thing about that is that people didn't have the ability to travel, right? Some some countries still can't travel. I have a friend in my program who's from China. She still hasn't been able to go home since 2020. Oh well, China's she's, COVID policy is insane. I know, but she's been here since 2020, and she hasn't been able to go home. Of course and not. No, you of course not. You can't get but in like, and out of the country right now. But, like, that's my point is that, like, people – I don't think China's on, like, my top five. But if they were, it, that makes sense because they haven't been able to leave, and they want to experience cultures that are different parts of the world. Maybe yeah. not even cultures. They just want to have, like, a connection to the rest of the world. So I feel like it makes sense because it's because the it's something that – Yeah, it ti- I timed it really – I mean – Again, thank you, Dad. But, like, I timed it really well because it got released right when everyone was kind of like, I'm stuck at home. How am I going to feel like I'm doing something? And I think that that's how it helped. Granted, this is the 2022 wrapped. So, like, this is not the first season. I haven't done anything at all this year. You've been growing and growing. So it's, like, really insane because I really haven't touched it this year. But it's it's fascinating. It really is. And I'm just – It makes me feel – really positive about it because I just like yeah you know sometimes you just don't you don't think about the things that you do and the impact that they have and then you get something like this and you're like oh my goodness like these numbers have to be wrong but they're not and it's awesome it's exciting yeah it's dope yeah I'm not I'm, at proud the bottom, of you. I'm not at the bottom of your totem pole anymore for most successful am I see I feel like that's <laughs> not a fair thing to bring up because I was sorry. very intoxicated I'm sorry no don't apologize <laughs> 
Actually, okay, I, I, need, I need a formal apology. Actually. I'm not going to apologize. Never mind. That's nope. so ridiculous. It was your fault. You okay, said it. You know so what? We're bringing up things. You're the one who should. We're bringing oh, up things. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Becky yelled at me while we were in her beach house in Duck. Oh, this is what you're bringing up. I made her. Okay. This is. I thought you were this, bringing something else. No, I wouldn't do that. Okay, thank this you. This actually makes me look worse. Oh, I wanted to do something dumb. And I made Becky do it, and I think it was the straw that broke the camel's back. I wanted to make salt, and if you've oh never made salt before, <laughs> no, essentially, I had so much fun doing that. You can just take a a giant pot from your best female friend's beach house and fill it with seawater. Thank you very much. Her parents' beach house and fill it with seawater and take it back to her parents' beach house and. Uh, boil it for like the whole day <laughs> four to six hours and then and microwave it and oven microwave bake it, it? Oh, yep. yeah you did oven yep. bake it yep. yeah and then scrape it up and chop it up and then, and then you, you make salt natural and sea I salt. made Becky do that with me and spilled a little seawater in the car well it was your car so I don't care Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Sure. No, I actually really enjoyed that experience. I oh. thought that was hilarious. Later that and night. And also because it was like, okay, wait, hold on. Because also, <laughs> just so ever, just for clarity, we went with five people, including the two of us, and we were the only two who weren't still in school, so we had nothing to do while everyone was we doing were their so homework. Bored. I was getting so yelled like, at. Let's go make sea salt. <laughs> I was getting yelled at by my last company I worked for. Yeah. They were like, we wanted you to do this. I'm not getting into it. No, don't have, get into it. Say what you were going to say. To pick. Say what you were going to say. I am incredibly happy about my current company. Yes. It's eons better than the last yeah. one. No, but, you've, you've yeah. sung its praises plenty of times. Oh, yeah. But continue with what you were going to say that broke but the camel's back. Becky and I decided to have some beverages oh of an gosh. adult nature that oh evening. Oh, my gosh. You're going to bring this up? And Becky yelled at me about... Being a oh, douchebag. Okay, yes. Okay. I was yeah. like, I thought you were going to go into the other stuff. Oh, that God, was a no. A lot of stuff that oh, happened. Oh, God, night. no. I'm not that intoxicated. Good Lord. That was a <laughs> mess of a trip. Um, we won't even Becky go into thought that. it we're was a good really idea. Stupid to, no. young adults. Anyway. Yeah. I don't even want it. <laughs> so, Becky, there's a lot of things going on in the art world right now. Yeah, let's um, move on to that. Did you see Banksy release today? He I did. haven't seen it if it was today because I've been Check driving. out his Instagram. I saw it like right after we posted it. He released 50 screen prints and all the proceeds go to Ukraine. And I almost bought one, but they're $5,000. Of course they are. And I want to buy a house next year and put a studio in that little sneak peek. Yeah. Um, and I. Is it the fragile thing? Yeah, yeah. I can afford a Banksy, That's but awesome. I can't intelligently afford a Banksy. Yeah. Well, here's the thing investing in art is always an investment. Yes. I wasn't allowed to say that at my job, but it always is. And it's, okay, it's not because it's an investment money-wise, but it's an investment for you, right? Like, you're investing in something that actually um, speaks to yourself as a personality point. Like, it's a great way to, like, express yourself without doing it through clothes or shoes or makeup or whatever else you want to do it through. Um, it's a great way to kind of be like, this is how I feel. I connect with this. Um, and this is, like, a part of me. And it's a great thing to have. Um, and then sometimes it, it gets you some extra money. So that's always nice as well. But, exactly. Um, yeah. I have um, uh, I have a running – I want to make sure the camera didn't see that. I have a running <laughs> list of uh, drunk thoughts. And um, oh. the, the first one on this list of drunk thoughts is uh, artwork is so aggressive – 
come over my house and look at this shit I deem interesting or important. Yeah. Well, but the greatest thing about art, this is the thing that I love about art, is that what really matters is that you love it. Right. Like it's not about it's not about how other people perceive it. It's not about whether or not other people like it. You get it because you connect to it. What did Um, you think of Epstein's um, art of George Bush playing with the the paper plane and the Jenga towers? What are you talking about? Did you see that? No. Okay, so Epstein. I really hate it when you do this. When you like make me feel inadequate for knowing stuff about art. Oh no, 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 not inadequate. I'm just not a good person. Um, Epstein had this piece of art that was George Bush. Um, Ryan, put this up on screen, actually. Uh, it was George Bush playing with uh, a paper airplane, and there were these Jenga towers. And then he also oh. had a piece of artwork of Bill Clinton in the Monica Lewinsky dress. And I wanted to know what you thought about that kind of art. Let me pull it up first, though, to see. This is also not fair to Becky. I yeah, because I don't know what you're talking about. See, okay, so if you wanted to talk about any other big artist, I probably could talk about it off the top of my head. But you're going niche, which is great, and political, which is wonderful. Of course. As always. <clears throat> I'm glad we sprung for these $1.50 I know. It's starting to hurt my head, but it's, it's wonderful. It's a little tight. I know. Well, they're definitely child ones, but it's fine. We have big okay. heads. <clears throat> Speak for yourself. Okay. Well. Wow. Um, I can't find it. I'll find it for you. So you need to pull it up. You gotta but go on. But before I go into that, what I did want to say was that contemporary art is awesome because so many people are like, oh my goodness, my child can make that. Oh my goodness, it's so simple. Like, why would you ever buy something that's like <clears throat> just a bunch of random colors on a on a piece of canvas? And I think that the really wonderful thing about it is that people will connect to it for different reasons. Okay. And who did that? Epstein owned it. Oh, he owned it. But who painted it? I don't know. It's, um, and then the other one was this one of Bill Clinton. Okay. Can you click on it so that you can find out what's, who made it? I don't want to focus on it. Okay. I know, I I know. But I, you know, the person who painted it is actually just as important as the actual thing. It's good. I didn't know that. Yeah. Because, so this is a really big thing. I don't actually know the artist who painted these. But the really big thing is that um, knowing the artist, especially with contemporary art, is one of my favorite things to talk about because when you know the artist, you can learn so much more about the artwork itself. And I'm going to make a sweeping turnaround to my senior thesis. Whoa. Which was all about. Way to rope that in. Yeah. Learning more about Andy Warhol and his personality and how that ties into. Thank you for the talking cork. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how that ties into the artworks in the final years of his life. Oh, that's a sound. It was probably loud. Although. Yeah. Yep. Um. <laughs> <clears throat> do you have COVID right now? No, I just have a... <clears throat> Listeners, I, I do apologize I that talk, Becky's giving COVID to you through your uh, speakers. It's sometimes when I talk a lot, I don't talk often. So when I talk okay. a lot, sometimes I start coughing because my vocal cords need more practice. I think people need to let you talk more. Thank you. I yeah. think so as well, but I never force my way into a conversation. Because if people can't appreciate what I'm saying and don't want to give me room to speak, I will not speak. Um, <laughs> but See? Empowered. It's just besides, so annoying. Besides I'm just that, That's you awesome. just totally knocked the camera. Did I knock the camera? Oh, definitely. Oh, when you, like, shook it. Anyway. Um, but going back to it, um, it's really important to know the artist because it'll tell you, it'll give you clues about what the artwork is actually about and what the pull point is when you know who the artist is. So like my senior thesis was on Andy Warhol. Um, There's a whole element to his work that is really um, 
religious because he grew up very Catholic. And then the works that he started to do towards the end of his life were very Catholic. And none of the rest of his works were Catholic. But you can see him kind of starting to understand that he's coming to the end of his life. And he's like, I'm going to reacquaint myself with my faith or I'm going to at least start really thinking about it because I'm coming to the end. I don't know if you know how he died, but he went into a surgery and he never came out, never came back from the anesthesia. What was his last piece of art that he did? um, His last series was a series of The Last Supper. It was Prince of The Last Supper. You think he knew that it was risky? Yeah. He knew. Um, And like he he maybe wasn't 100% sure, but I think he kind of knew going into it that this was... He was, if it wasn't the end, it was almost the end. And one of his last works that he did was actually a, a Last Supper with a camouflage print in front of it, which I think is very telling. She's like camouflaging your face. Because oh. I think that if that's if that's what he actually meant by it, because he never gave commentary. He never talked about what his artwork actually meant. He was like, oh, it's a machine. It's no big deal. But like, if you go into it, like he has, it feels like he has hidden clues. And he's, he loves making fun of us from the grave. Like he. That's so cool. I don't know. He has a bunch of boxes that he put random stuff in and then taped up. And now archaeologists are going through it like one at a time to like catalog everything. It's like pieces of trash. And he's just he's great. He's a real jokester. Um, But that's a really interesting last piece because it's like, well, if you know him, you know that he never gave commentary on anything. He was never like, this is what this means. So take it literally. But like if you look at that, you're like camouflage in front of the Last Supper. Hmm. I wonder if he's talking about how he kind of had to camouflage his face because he worked in a really like fast and loose environment where everyone was just kind of being themselves and he definitely was not straight and everyone who surrounded him was not straight and he did like pornography films and like stuff like that so like how much of his faith did he hold on to how much of it did he camouflage just for the sake of his art and how much of it did he just like discard because he was like you know what never mind I like this more. That's so, so it's interesting. really interesting. You have to know the artist to kind of get the piece. So going back to those pieces you showed me, I'm like, I don't know the artist, so I can't really speak to the piece very much. I think they're interesting because they're definitely commentary. And um, for people who want to look at the negative of the politics, political situation on both sides, they can look at that as a negative, as making fun of. But um, I think it's also important to know the artist and know where they stand. Because if they're a political artist and they're coming at it from that perspective, then they're obviously doing that to make fun of the person. Right. If they're doing it because they like to make commentary and they like to make fun of really big things, then maybe it's just supposed to be something that's, like, stress relieving or, like, you know, kind of funny. Someone gets it because they're like, you know what, that was a really serious moment in time, but I like to look back and laugh and be like, you know what, we've moved on from that. So it really depends on the person and it, who purchases it, who collects it, and also the the artist because it just, it, yeah. That is it's super a very interesting. fickle market. There's all sorts of, you can yeah. do whatever you want with art, honestly, and it's great. That so. is very interesting. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, that's what I do. And you knew that was cool. Yeah, I like that. That's good. That's why you want me to be your artistic director. You know, this 100%. Anyway. Other than, you know, I just I like arguing with you about Billie Eilish a lot. Oh my gosh. Should we open this rum that you got? I'm yeah, very sure, excited to try it. Um, but also, I will just say that my audition for being artistic director is the happy birthday signs because I put them up and they look oh, amazing. Oh, yeah. Again, another reason why people need to watch the YouTube video. Yes. That's what I said, visual effects. Also, oh, yeah. just... Um, I'm going to scooch in my chair a little bit just, yeah, go just for to it. get more comfortable. Ryan will put the camera on me and okay. no one will have even seen that. Okay, good. Um, and back to you. Go okay, ahead. wonderful. <laughs> Ryan's really good at what he does. I'm glad. Um, 
we need to have a conversation about me meeting all of your people because I was really upset that I hadn't met your one podcast guest and you just need to like have a mixer so I can come meet all of your people because I think they're awesome. That might be the best idea I think yeah. you've ever given me yeah. out of a You're slew welcome. of really good you ideas. Just them to your a podcast mixer? Oh my goodness. Yeah. At the end of the season, you just have all of us come to a party and like hang we out. We could do it here too. Yeah, we could do it here. That might be the best idea you've ever You're given welcome. me. You're welcome. It's so smart. See, this is why he has me as a friend, because I'm really intelligent oh, like that. I really like that, though. Yeah, That's you're welcome. really good. It is good. I think it would be really important, because I would... Well, there's one person in particular that you've had on your podcast Michael that I really want to meet. Yeah, I really want to meet Michael. I told I him... I listened to his episode twice, and I was like, this guy is so intelligent, and I really, really, really want to meet him. He's listening to you right now. You know that, right? Oh, my God. Isn't that weird? I hope he thinks that I'm intelligent as well. I told him, actually... Is it, does it smell good? It smells really good. Yeah. I told him actually about your reaction to the podcast. Yeah. And um, he made me think, which was, I, I hesitate to say this, but not a lot of people really make me think. Sometimes I just, I really just gloss over a lot, especially with yeah. podcasts, I have a very hard time listening to them. Oh, yeah. But I really listened to his and I was like, this is really good stuff. So. He, um, he's a very humble guy. Like, yeah, he is. He's weirdly humble for. How the, the immensely successful, successful is, yeah. and and intelligent he is. He's very humble about yeah. what he does and who he is. And I think that's probably a large that's part really of why cool. he's so successful yeah. is because well, I also he's like very humble. His artsy vibe. Oh, which yeah. is definitely a thing. I really I gravitate towards people. You're not making who a gay really... joke, right? I just Don't, need to ask. You idiot. No. He talked about <laughs> his poetry and I was like, that is wonderful. I love artists because artists yeah. are so creative and I myself like to think that I'm an artist kind of, but I don't have the, I have the, I have the drive of someone who manages the artists, not so much the actual art. I don't yeah. have the patience to sit there and work through the kinks of like making this beautiful. I'm like, get it on the page, show up, let's get this done. Like He's also an interesting guy because what he does is not as artistic as like you would think after hearing him speak. Okay. Well, but poetry is an art form in whatever form it takes. Poetry is one of the most difficult art forms even. Oh, yeah. Because I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, I kind of want to get back into poetry. And then I was like, who am I kidding? I hate poetry. <laughs> I was arguing with a poet last night, actually. And you didn't even know it? Okay. <laughs> you know what? That's going to do it. Sorry, guys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> do you want to do, you want to have some of this rum? Yeah. Did you pour it in here? No, can you put ice in these and then yeah. I'll pour the. You talk the thing and I'll. You want me to talk during the. Then. Okay. Um, Michael Clark is probably one of my top 10 favorite people. And I think he'd be really upset and embarrassed if I said that on the podcast. So thank God we're not recording. Um, <laughs> he's just. He's just a really interesting guy. And something that we said on that show that I think was very telling was. Uh, uh, we got really deep into something and I mentioned to him, I was like, we don't, we don't really like small talk. And he's like, yeah, like that's never been, what'd you do? I don't know. Something in my face. Oh my gosh. See, you don't fall into that golden ratio anymore. Um, we talked about how we don't really small talk. We, we talk about, um, serious things or, or we try and go in depth into certain things and uh i think it's really telling of like who he is is he likes to look into things and go deeper um and i i've never had probably less than like an hour-long conversation with him 
We yeah. always talk for a long time. Well, to be fair, you and I do the same thing. Oh, yeah. We, when we talk, we talk for a really long time. When we were planning this episode out. Oh, my out, gosh. Did we talk we, for how long did we talk hours. for? Two hours. Yeah, two hours easy. And I. No, I think two I, hours plus, really. I called Lauren after. Oh, my gosh. Really? At like, yeah. Okay. I Yeah, I'm not nice. Whoa, careful. Ooh. Um, I called Lauren after and I was like, yeah, like I was just on the phone with Becky for like two hours. It was, it was nuts. We were like talking about all this stuff and like trying to plan out the podcast. She's like, that's like a long time. (laughs) Yeah, it is a long time. It's late. Here, I can pour that for you. Okay. How's your love life, Becky? Oh my gosh. Are we really going to talk about that? Yeah. Did you just? I saved it actually. Okay. Um, it is... It's really kind of uneventful right now. Um, Is that a good thing? Yeah, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, I have some pretty important stuff going on in my life right now. I'm trying to get a master's degree so that I can move up in the world. I'm trying to work a full-time job so that I can pay for that master's degree. Um, I'm working on, uh, you know, like my own stuff. And I've always been focused on getting, getting myself ahead and, like, working on myself. Um, I also have always been open to a relationship. Um, My thing about relationships is that they have to work with your life, right? Like, you shouldn't have to go out of your way to make a relationship happen. Um, Cheers. Cheers to that. Um, It should be something that you can integrate in your life because it's relationships for me, both friendships and, like, romantic relationships are meant to make you better as a person. Um, so they shouldn't take away from your day-to-day life. They should help enhance it. You got that? Don't make fun of me. Just saying. I can assist you if you need assistance. I don't need assistance. Um, I have a lot of muscle in these arms. That's just such a lie. No, everything that you're saying is like 100%. I, um, I talk to people and I've been the guy that like the relationship is your life. Yes. And it's so bad for you yeah it's disgustingly bad i mean i will say that i used to really want that i used to want actually i will say this just point blank i don't say this to many people and i don't think i've ever said it like fully out there but i used to be the girl who thought you know i don't know what i'm gonna do with my life so i'm just gonna go to college to find the guy that i'm gonna marry and then that that'll be that i'll be a stay-at-home mom what's the slang for that isn't it it's like the mrs degree yeah the mrs degree you know i had a the ring before spring. I really, really, I, when I was growing up, I really wanted that. Because honestly, when they asked us in first and second grade, what do you want to be when you grow up? I didn't know. I was like, I have no clue. I um, I, I would draw, you know, a ballerina because the girl next to me was about drawing a ballerina. And then the next day they asked, there'd be a boy next to me. He'd draw a rock star. So I drew a rock star. Like, I never knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. I was really, really like, I don't know. I guess I'll just find out when I get there. And for forever, people would ask me, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? Like, even still now, they're like, what do you want to do with that degree once you finish it? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know. I'll let it take me where it takes me. Like, I'm a very firm believer of, like, I don't pigeonhole myself so that I can be open to any opportunity. And whenever I say that, I always go go look at look back at my resume. Like, I've worked at some really cool places because I don't let myself be pigeonholed. I don't say, I can only do this one thing. Like, I, I worked for MGM in Las Vegas. I worked on a cruise ship. I worked at multiple art galleries. I worked at Hershey Park. Like, it doesn't, you don't have to pigeonhole yourself. And I'm very much, like, um, I, ter- I took a really negative, really big negative there and turned it into a positive. I like, you know, like, I, I don't need, because I realized over time that, like, I can't 
I can't just force myself into a relationship. I don't care to be, like, under someone's thumb. Like, I'm a very... I'm an oldest child. Like, I need to be in charge a little bit. So I'm not going to, like, wait for someone to show up and be like, okay, now you're mine, and I'll take you to my house and take care of you. Like, that's not me. And for the longest time, I don't know why I thought it was, but I thought it was. And then I started in college, and I started doing my internships, and I started looking at opportunities, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to do my thing, and whoever else comes along and wants to support me doing my thing, I'll support them doing their thing. But life isn't, I mean, you shouldn't waste it on someone else. I think that's so important and that's such a crazy thing that's like not as like thought about nowadays. Yeah. Um, there's, I don't think he listens to the show. Well, say that to... a little bit, say that in a different way because I think that it is thought of, I think what I just said is thought about right now. I think people are more able to think about themselves now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think to a selfish degree, but I think some people are still looking for just oh yeah their definitely. partner and definitely. I think that's a sole focus and I don't and it's not a bad thing no I had this conversation yeah, it's with tough. some girls in my program the other day or a couple weeks ago because finding like your partner that you're gonna love and be with for the rest of your life is like not a small thing no and if it's and it's priority. not a, it's not a a light thing to take no 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 and it if it's your priority, priority. Yeah. you have to make it a priority. Um, and I think that that's a really interesting thing is that, like, people I've had. So my cousin, who's only a year older than me, got married in August. And thankfully, my family has been very chill about it. But there were some joking questions about, like, well, when are you going to put stuff aside and go looking for your person? Like, and I was I don't like, want to put stuff honestly, aside. now is not the time to put stuff aside. And no. on top of that, they're also now pregnant. Congratulations to them. I'm so excited to be like a kind of aunt. That's awesome. But they're already, they're married and pregnant. Like they're going to have kids. You're pre-aunt. This is a different, this is a different life now for them. Like they're, yeah. they're in a, they wouldn't have gotten married if they're in a wonderful spot. They're very, very smart people and they're, they're ready to go. Like I think they think that they're not ready, but I know that they're ready. Yeah. Um, but I know and I know that if I were put in that position like today, I would be ready as well. But I don't want to be. Like I still have stuff that I wanna do. And I would be more than happy to bring some along someone along on that journey with me as long as they're willing to come along on that journey. They can't stop that journey. That journey is going to continue. No. And if they wanna jump on the train, I'll have them. If they want to stop the train, they gotta get off because <laughs> the train ain't stopping. Yeah, because why when especially women now have so many opportunities to like actually do the things that they want to do would they yeah. just be like no like you know i'm just gonna give everything up for a guy no and actually like <clears throat> my mom was the first example of that to mm -hmm. me when i was growing up because yeah. she kept working until she had my brother justin yeah and like was a badass and my dad tells yeah. me all the time he's like my mom is a badass, too. I love my oh, mom. Oh, your mom is definitely badass. She, I loved that I didn't know that she had a PhD until I was, like, in my teens. And I was like, you have a PhD? She's, She's like, like, yeah, it's no big deal. Oh, like, yeah. It's a huge deal. It's a very big deal. My dad told me growing up, he's like, dude, you think we have it good now? Yeah. If I stayed at home and mom kept working, we'd have it really, really yeah. good. Because she was a badass and yeah. still is. Mm -hmm. And I think it's um, a, as many jokes as I make with her because... It's funny. I don't like um, when you joke about your mom. I know. I think she's wonderful. She, oh, she is wonderful. She's the best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> yeah. And when she dies, no. I'm probably going to kill myself. You're the best thing. <laughs> no, because you didn't Becky, didn't why did you take you. us to this dark place? I'm sorry. Continue. I'm just kidding. I shouldn't say that. That's not right of me to but say. But I think one, one important thing to make note of is that um, I have 
had a conversation similar to this with my dad as well. I've, I've talked about him so much tonight. I'm really kind of happy about that. Although I wish I could talk about both my parents equally. <laughs> but, Whoa, but, Becky. Equality. I know. Jesus. Equality. Okay, so this time both my mom and my dad had this conversation. <laughs> anyway, one of the things that we've talked about and that has kind of kept on my mind, because he's not wrong, is that women do, if you want to have children, though, you have to get stuff done by a certain point before, before you have kids. And yeah. it's not to say that there's a deadline on your successfulness because you can have kids and still continue being successful. I've seen plenty of women do it. Oh, My yeah. own family members, other people that I've used as role models and um, mentors who have had children and have continued to do really, really amazing things. Like my my aunt is definitely one of them. She's so cool. Um, but um, she, or um, one of the things that you have to remember is that for women, it's it's a little bit more of a deadline. So also, by the way, just side note, I'm the first woman you've had on this season. So that's fun. Um, How many episodes have we done? This is the fifth episode, I think. No, incorrect. One, two, three. Daniel, four. Michael, Terrence, you're number four. No, because you have one in December. I'm January. I do have one in December. So I'm five. I'm episode five of season five. You so are it's very correct. important. I'm the first woman. I am correct. I'm most, most of the time I am correct. More correct than Ben is. Um, well, last season was very female focused. This okay. season, okay, I'll give you that. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I like that you're like calling me out on my diversity quotas, <laughs> Becky. I had two black this guys on so far. Okay, I, know. I had. I'm a, working on this it. This is a totally different conversation that we don't. Need, I'm not going to bring up right now because we can have it later. But um, <laughs> apparently, I'm very good at finding diverse situations. Anyway, um, but one of the important things to remember is that like. As a woman, it's not like you have to hear the clock ticking the whole time, but you're aware of you the do fact need to get things that sooner, if you want to get to a certain point or if you want. Yeah. So like say you have a finish line in mind, that finish line can be more than one thing. But say you have a finish line, you need to get to a certain benchmark at least before you have kids to get to that finish line still. So like if you know, OK, so at the end of I want to get up to being for myself, I want to end up being a museum director. I know that if I am, if I find the person that's meant for me and I decide that and we get married and it's time to have kids and I'm still not a museum director, I at least need to be within that museum that I want to be a part of and pretty high up before that happens. Otherwise, it's not going to happen at that museum. So it's kind of like a, you know, it's just like you have to time it right and you can never time things right in life. You can never plan. Which so is it's a, like a get as far as you can while yeah. you can. And if you're, you, I, for myself, I'm like, I want to find a partner who can help me get there. Yeah. And who isn't going to hold me back and be like, no, no, no. Don't even look at that finish line anymore. Your finish line is children. Time to have like, kids. I don't, and, yeah. I don't want that. Like that's Which, not for me. I think men feel the finish line in terms of having children, but nowhere near the amount as women do because women. Having children for them is a water break. It's not a finish line. <laughs> Okay, I like that. That's a good way to say that. Yeah. Because obviously dads need to be very involved and yeah, they should be very involved. Very very important that they're that they're very involved. Yeah, because agreed. they helped this 50-50. Just saying. Yes, agreed. But they it's not as much of a stopping point because most dads will not become stay-at-home dads. It's usually no, that's true. the woman. Do you feel like Yeah. in terms of gender roles we can get to a place where women are still able to pursue their dreams and do what they want to do but also able to help care for the children where do you see in terms this is probably a little controversial but in terms of like 
motherhood and fatherhood, like, mm-hmm. where do you see kind of gender roles going? Do you see, like, men staying at home much more often in the next decade? Do That's you see women maybe starting to stay home more often? Yeah. Because both people want to have a career and want to be successful yeah. because well, your happiness does matter. Yeah. Everyone's happiness matters. Yes. Um, but I think an important thing to look at is um, something that you said earlier. Um, which is something that I've talked about with my colleagues in grad school, is that some people just want that stay-at-home life, which is great. And so that can be, now we've gotten to the point where that can be a guy or a girl. That can be a man or a woman who stays at home and takes care of the children. So you see it not necessarily as dependent on your gender. It's just like a general... No, I think that it can be either. And it can be neither. And it can, I mean, it can't be both, really, unless you're working from home. (laughs) It'd be so nice if it could be both. It would be so nice. It'd solve all the world's problems if parents could stay home. You'd have a lot of money if you want to do that. But but no, like it can be, it can be um, one or the other or it can be neither I think honestly as well um, I think that's a little bit hard when your kids are growing up and you have to you have to have family to be honest you have to have family around you if you want to be neither um, also think about how much the person that does decide to work whether they're a woman or a man yeah. misses out on yeah that's that, like one of my biggest I don't want to talk about that too much but that's definitely a thing that contributed that like to a, my childhood like I'm maybe I'm kind of lucky and I think this is the upside of me staying home after school is that I kind of get to like um, I get to know my parents a little bit better, which has been amazing. And How I nice it. is that? It's been awesome. I spent like, 20 minutes with my dad the other day, yeah. and I was like, this guy's actually kind of cool. Well, yeah, because you your personality comes from both of them. So hanging out with them is, like, so much fun because you're like. It's near oh, guitar. Okay. Yeah, I see. Okay, cool. But, yeah. Um, you know so, what, Becky? Yeah. Let's break this down. Okay. I think everybody should move back home. After college. No. <laughs> I really it's, don't think so. Okay. But in all fairness, is, is that I don't have, have to, to pay have rent. No, no, no. But you have to have the ambition because you need to, you should only move home you if can't you know stay. you can move out. Yeah, you exactly. Can't stay. Your, your cutoff is four or five years. It's like yeah. a second college. Yes. But I will say, and I don't want to get emotional. We're coming up on the end of it. Yeah, we are. Um, I don't want to get emotional about it, but yeah. being able to live at home and get the extra Has time. such a gift. Get the extra time with yeah. my brothers yeah. and my parents mm-hmm. has been like profoundly important yeah. in my life in ways that I never knew possible. Yes. And the almost the entire reason why I'm home is because of COVID. Yeah. Because I moved out. Mm-hmm. I lived at home. Yeah. And I just stayed. Yeah, exactly. And now Me I'm too. hopefully next year getting a house and moving out. But yeah. And while that's, like, my biggest life goal is to, like, own my own house next year, right? Before I turn 26. Right. Before ne- before the, before next, the podcast next podcast we do. Um, I hope we're doing the next one in your home. I hit the mic again. I'm so sorry. In the new house? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, that means you have to hold on to all of our accessories here. Our oh, birthday. that's true. Our we need to save them. We should sell some, maybe. If, if, like, one of us blows up, like, in the next oh, year. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. To afford the new house. Um, sorry. You're going to do a hype house? Because you said you wanted all of us to come live with you. So, like, is it going to become, like, an influencer house? I don't want an influencer house. Okay. I want, like, a I have ambitions and want to do more with my life, but I'm not there yet house. Oh, okay. If somebody's successful already <laughs> at being an influencer, I don't want them in my home. Oh, okay. So I'm right out. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Very full of herself, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry. Um... I, oh again, goodness. don't want to get emotional, but yeah. 
shit. Don't get emotional. I know. I'm trying not to. Is it make Ben cry? I'm Becky's not gonna cry. Is Ben gonna cry? I've never cried on the podcast before. I've come close. Can Um, I get a first? The you're the devil. The time that I've gotten to spend with Nathan and Brendan in Mm -hmm. particular, yeah, at home, like gets to me, yeah, real deeply, yeah. Brendan last night came into my room he has school the next day he's mm-hmm. not supposed to be in there and he comes in with his xbox and he's like i can play fortnite with you for like like an hour but like mom can't know and like all this stuff yeah and it's like this ritual yeah and it's become <clears throat> like so important to me and people are like oh you play Fortnite like you're a child and I'm like no but it's like a bonding moment I have the same thing with my youngest brother it's it's been so nice yeah we're like Nathan like Nathan drove us tonight shout out Nathan shout out Nathan like (laughs) thank you Nathan for driving us Nathan and I I this was like uh, I don't want to expose him here but I will I don't Um, (laughs) no no just a little bit oh my gosh when I came out about having Tourette's yeah he texted me and he felt guilty about some things Mm -hmm. and I expressed to him that a lot of family members felt guilty and I expressed to him that he shouldn't feel guilty something I hid from everybody Mm -hmm. it was my thing whatever but I from that moment on understood that he's a deeply caring individual but Mm -hmm. he doesn't always show it outwardly sure yeah and the time that I've gotten to spend with him and getting to know him, mm-hmm. there's, like, these little moments. Like, again, it's, like, these 20-minute moments. Yeah. Like, I have with my dad or I have with Brendan or yeah. I have with Nathan where I just get to know them really well. And I've, like, Nathan will be downstairs, like, working on his 3D printer, like, recalibrating. Sure. Doing things that are so complicated uh-huh. that my tiny brain would explode if I tried to even <laughs> comprehend what's going on. Yeah. And... I'll just, like, be talking to him and, like, messing with him a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I get to know him to a point where I'm like, you are so cool. Yeah. You're so cool. (laughs) I'm so lucky to have you in my life. And I'm immensely grateful that my parents have allowed me to stay with them this long. Yeah. To where I could have those experiences and save for a house. Yeah. Which either one would be gone if I didn't live at if home. If you had to live. Yeah, exactly. No, it's a blessing. It's a blessing in disguise because a lot of people look down on it. But I think that yeah. both of us have seen the the benefits of it. Because, again, both of us are oldest of four. It's a pretty significant age difference between us and our youngest siblings. Because I have seven. I think you have eight, right? Eight. Yeah. yeah. So, like, if we hadn't have come home, we wouldn't have really been part of their lives. Because, like, we're part no, of their growing up lives. But, all. like, not a part of their teenage lives. And no. it's been a blessing for me personally to be able to see like go to my brother's lacrosse games and like see him play in marching band Tommy. and I know I love Tommy I love Tommy um, but uh he is a senior this year so it's a really big deal and I've gotten to help him with like college essays which is huge wow and we've talked about college I think I, like I'm not going to take credit for anything that goes on with this process because I didn't go on any of the tours with him or really like super help with the essays but like um we had before he really started looking at them like he we had a couple of conversations about, like, what do you want from your college? Like, what what areas are you looking at, like, location-wise in the country? Like, what kind of city? Do you want to be in a city? Do you want to not be in a city? How many places do you want to apply to? Like, do you want somewhere? Do you know what you want to do? Is it And, like, those are questions that, like, 
No one asked me, and I went in totally blindsided. I was like, I'm going in undecided, and I'm just going to try to find a place that can fit all of the things that I think I want to do. And instead, he's got, like, the supports. I also helped Tommy learn how to drive, which was, like, huge for me. Like, I feel very involved in, like, what he did and and just, like, his growing up. And, like, if I had stayed in D.C. or if I had gone somewhere else, like, right after COVID, I wouldn't have had that. And I'm so... So grateful and thankful that I had that because it just makes me it makes me feel like a better big sister, but it also connects me to him. And then we our game was always um, Super Smash Bros, which was awesome. Um, we still play it when we're all together for Christmas. It's my favorite game. But um, my brothers and I play uh, this really old version of COD, mm-hmm. Call of Duty, mm-hmm. um, with a gun game. I'm not an idiot. I know what it is. And we Thank play you very that much. every time we're all in the house, and it's like. Those it's like the most epic moments, right? Like all four of you Gosh. just like playing against each other. We do that with Smash Bros. You know as well. what? I think the younger ones don't maybe have the same understanding as we do as the yeah. oldest. Yeah. But it's like I don't think they see it in to- in total yet, but they will. Those moments make my whole year. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Wow. The impact. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. Um, to it's change wonderful. the subject. Uh huh. How do you feel about throwing food? On uh, oh my art. goodness! I know. I'm like I was like watching our time. I've been and I was waiting like, Are we to get to this. I've been waiting to talk to you about tomato soup. I know. And what was the other one? Mashed potatoes. Yeah. On did art. you see the two other ones afterwards? Boom. The floor is yours. Okay. Where's the cork? Hold so, the cork, please. Okay. Good lord. So, ladies and gentlemen, the, the art history mine. expert. On throwing food <laughs> on art. Okay, Please I've got to take go. the. I think I need to take the tiara off. I think this, it's time. It's, it's hurting. My head's starting to hurt. Um, and I need to be serious about this. So it's now time for professional. Biking. But we're intoxicated, so it's going to be a little challenging. <sighs> no. Okay. Quick I'm side note: This is going to be on the internet like forever. Do you think when you're like you wildly? You literally said that because you knew that that was what I was nervous about today. I would never say that to you because I would make you nervous. Do you think when you're wildly successful and you're running like 25 art galleries and this you're is coming down? You're <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're by jackass. You're by far the most successful out of all of our friends, and I was yeah. proven right on uh-huh. that night that you recalled no, you incorrectly. Proven, you were proven wrong. No, no, no. On that night, I recalled incorrectly. Do you feel like you're going to think about this episode going out? Um, I think I think I will cuz honestly I've thought about the one where I was just in an interview no face for like your TikTok one. I have thought about that one a couple of times yeah. after making it. And I think about my own as well. I don't do video for my own and I've considered it, but honestly it kind of makes me a little bit nervous because it's kind of like I don't want it to be preserved forever forever and I'm kind of uncomfortable with everyone putting my face with a with a name like a podcast, but you know it is what it is, and it's the way that the world works right now, so I'm not mad about it. it. makes me a little nervous, but it's okay. But do you want to move back to the art, the food and the art? Yeah. Please do. Okay. So give you a little background for our listeners at home, because Ben knows. So I'll talk a little bit about the first insta- instance, and we'll go on from there. But uh, so basically what happened was um, in the U.K., there were two um, young women who are climate activists who decided to throw tomato soup on a Vince Van Gogh painting. I think one of them is they, them, though. Okay. Just to clarify. Okay. Um, I don't like how you misgendered them there. Well, listen. <laughs> Leave me alone. Okay. Um, anyway, so they, both of them, they, um, sorry, that sounded really bad. Anyway. 
They threw the tomato soup at the painting and then they glued themselves to the wall. What painting was it again? It's a it's Sunflowers by Vincent Van Gogh. So it's it's a very rare painting. It's one of his most popular ones. Um, it was a really big deal. Um, I'll immediately follow that up with the information that was not easily given to me as an art person who was very upset about the fact that they could have damaged a Vince Van Gogh. There was glass in front of it, so they didn't damage it. They just damaged the damaged frame. The frame right. And they did have to pay, and they do have to pay um, for the restoration of the frame. Oh, no way. Yeah. What is that? Um, I don't like? I don't remember, but it's it's in the thousands. I didn't know that they were being held accountable for that. Yes, they are. Were they arrested for that? I believe, I don't think they were. I'll get on to the second one. They, okay. The second Sorry, one, I think ahead. they definitely were. But anyway, that one, um, the two the two women, because I'll say women because I don't know how, the two people, um, they were, uh, they also recorded something before they did it where they talked about, so their whole purpose was that they are climate change activists. And the reason that they're doing this is to bring attention. Um, there's a lot of big oil money that does go into the funding of the arts. It's kind of under the table, but it is true. They're not wrong in that sense. Um, but they did this to get kind of the attention of those people who fund the art museums and fund um, the purchase of artworks um, and kind of show them like, you know, it's not about let's let's stop looking at the pretty things. Let's look at the bad things and let's let's start some change. Two thousand pounds. Yeah. That's what I thought. For the, uh... For the frame. Yeah. Um... You sure you don't have COVID? I'm positive. This rum is really good. Good. Please continue. Um, but so they, uh... Give me one second. Yeah. I'm I'm assuming you're going to cut that cough, so give me one second to regroup. We're not going to cut the cough. We don't cut anything. If you're uh, an avid listener to the show, the, by the way, this is the time for you to like regather your thoughts as I okay. stall for okay, you. Okay. Um, if you're an avid listener to the show, we had slurring the words. Um, we had an FBI agent on right before this, and uh, behind the scenes, I did tell him because of the sensitive nature of what we might be talking about. If there's anything that you mention or that you would like removed. We will remove that. We do not edit regular shows, but would just like you to know that in case something pops up. Um, nothing ended up coming up, which was good. Um, but fun fact, uh, on the way home from that podcast, mm-hmm. he did get hit by another car. Oh, yeah, you told On me his way that. home. Yeah. Um, so that was very interesting. I'm glad we're driving home together tonight so I don't get hit by a car because bad luck. I should also mention, Becky and I have been enjoying um, some f- – Amazing champagne and some incredible rum that I won't name because they'll probably sue me. Oh, my gosh, Ben. It's okay. (laughs) Okay. It's okay. Um, So we do Um, have a— But it is from Pennsylvania, which is— It is from Pennsylvania. So we do have a ride home this evening. Yeah, we do have a ride home. We will not be driving. No, we will not be driving. Yeah. Um, But anyway, going back to my story— it was a perfect stall for you. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, so, but basically, they weren't entirely wrong in what they did. Um, but Ben and I, after the first one, we had discussed how they could have done it a lot better. Um, and we talked a little bit about it, and I'll get into what we said after we talk about the second one. But then shortly after the um, people threw tomato soup on the Van Gogh, um, there were two more women who threw mashed potatoes at a uh, Whistler, I believe, um, in Germany. Was there gravy with the mashed potatoes? There was not gravy with the mashed potatoes. <laughs> Can't get behind um, it then. 
They, however, I stand behind a little bit less because they were much more inflammatory with what they were saying when they glued themselves to the wall. Um, the problem with both of these and all of the other um, attacks that happen afterwards, which I struggle to call attacks because I don't think that they're 100% wrong in their um, message. I think that they could have done a better job of, of getting that message across. Um, but uh, all of them kind of serve the point of um, it's it's just important. It is important to be aware of the climate change that's going on right now. It's not not happening. Um, there is climate change. It is warmer already this winter than it is typically. And, you know, I once had a science teacher tell me that that's, it's natural, but um, this is not 100% natural. I won't go super into that. No, but I, and but I think... it is a thing. Not to, like, interrupt your monologue because yeah. I like it. Thank but you. it's important to understand there are scientifically proven natural cycles that the earth grows, yeah. goes through of cooling and warming. It however, does. however, this one we is are, a little bit extreme. We are absolutely affecting yeah. the the climate change currently. Yeah. I think the discrepancy should be maybe not is on all sides of everything, but the discrepancy should be about how much we are causing Yes. The difference in the change, yeah. not necessarily if we are causing it or not. I think yeah. it's pretty scientifically proven that we are causing change. Yes. The question is, are we causing all of it? Or a part of it. <laughs> or are we causing 100% of it, 1% of it, or 50% of it? Yeah. And I think most people, generally speaking, fall between the 50% to, you know, Yeah, they fall around the 50%. Range. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I definitely think um, – that there is, there's a lot of stuff that we could be doing. And I think that just in general, this movement will kind of move us towards some better practices. I think across yeah. the board, there's best practices for helping with climate change. Um, but we're talking about the art. So <laughs> we're going to go back to what yes. Ben and I talked about, which I think is a really important thing, which is that um, looking at these uh, throwing food at works of art is really interesting because there's always kind of been an aspect of Food, making food into art in recent art history, which is really fascinating. Um, the but, banana at yeah, Art Basel. Yeah, the banana at Art Basel and, and all sorts of other things. I would like to own that banana. I really would. Well, I think it's been eaten at this point, so... Oh, that's right. to suck. Um, but one of the important things is that um, it kind of becomes performance art in its own right, which I think is really fascinating, and I think it's very cool. Didn't think about that. Glad yeah. I had you on the podcast. Yeah, it kind of becomes performance art, which I don't think that these people are thinking, but a lot of contemporary art and a lot of contemporary performance art is much more about the message that they're getting across than the actual act itself. Um, and that was one of the first things to pop in my mind when they did that was, first of all, the rage, because I was like, I don't know if there's glass in front of these works of art or not. And if they're damaged for good, I'm not happy about this. Right. Um, but everything that, that people throw stuff at, they made, they did their research ahead of time and made sure there was glass in front of it. They really just wrecked the frame and then they have to pay to restore the frame. And Okay, wait. Yeah. Do you think they knew that? You're, you're the convinced first one they that did. they... The You're first one they that, said that they did. Okay, so yeah. the first one. The first one they said they did. The second one, I'm not so sure. The third and the fourth, they they also kind of said that they, they knew. Because I'm not against giving them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I'm very upset about what happened, but I'm, again, I like to stay neutral in a lot yeah. of things. And I'm not against giving them the benefit of the doubt of yeah. understanding that what we're doing will damage a frame, yes. which is not necessarily it's directly important to the yeah. work of art. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah. So And none of them have actually damaged real works of art other no. than the frame, correct? Yes, correct. Okay. Yeah. So that's the upside. But the negative thing is the second one. So the second one is the one that really grinds my gears, if I can use that phrase. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's actually banned on this podcast. Oh, so. wow. Okay. Um, but the second one really got to me because one of the things that they said was that because of climate change, we're not going to have enough food to feed people. Which I feel like is really, really hypocritical because they threw food at a painting. The food that could have been given to many of the people that they're talking about not being able to eat or being homeless or whatever. So Becky and I actually came up I with... I know, I was going to talk about a, this. I'm going to let you say it, but okay. I'd like to preface it. Becky and I talked about this at length. Yes. Um, in well, terms and you technically of, came up with the idea. Well, it was a, it was a collaboration. Yeah. Um, Becky and I talked about this at length in terms of what they could have done to be much more impactful, probably actually get more news coverage than mm -hmm. what they did initially, and also to do a good thing at the same time. So, Becky, yeah. what did we come up with? So, Go ahead. Okay, so was, I will say it's mostly Ben, but a little bit myself finessing. Um, but, <laughs> but basically what we said was that if the biggest issue there is that um, there's homelessness and that homeless people even now don't have regular income or regular sources of food. Food what, security. Yeah, food yeah. security is what they should have done is they should have provided like a soup drive or they should have had food outside of the museum and then paid for entrance or however um, the people get inside the museum, get these homeless people to give them food and give them food um, to enjoy while they walked around the museum or even before they entered the museum. So you get this food and you also get admit, admission into the museum. Um, in doing so, you um, help the people that you're protesting for, uh, but you also give them access to a resource that maybe they don't always have access to. And you can let them, you know, have a day where they're inside. So if it's hot outside, they have AC. If it's cold outside, they have heat. Um, they can spend the day inside the museum looking at art. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what they want to do, but they have that. Then they have a location for the day where they can be safe and they can know that they're safe. And then on top of that, it actually does force the people who are visiting the museum that day to come to terms with it and to kind of see that this is a reality that a lot of people in their city or the town that they're visiting or whatever it is are experiencing homelessness. And I think that doing things like that, where you, it really just took like five minutes and Ben and I had come up with this idea, it really doesn't take that much and it would have a bigger effect. It may get lost in the media because it's not super, you know, profound or controversial or like aggressive, but I feel like it's more beneficial in the long run. Like you're helping out people who are homeless. You are pushing that into the faces of the people who are in the museum that day and anyone who reads the story on media afterwards. And not wasting food that you're, you're talking about. Food. Yeah. It's it's just very ironic to talk about food insecurity and then yeah, waste food. Yeah, and then throw food at a same. painting. Yeah. I think the dichotomy to Oh, big word. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. The dichotomy of seeing a homeless person who has nothing um, to the point where they don't have shelter, um, clothing, or food security yeah. in front of <laughs> something like a Van Gogh. That's thousands and thousands of dollars, yeah. Right, to, to the point of millions of dollars, yeah. potentially. Um, realistically, mm -hmm. much better photo op. The yeah. fact that, too, you could potentially run a pop-up. yeah. Soup kitchen, soup kitchen or food yeah. drive yeah. inside of the Louvre or one of these other um, very significant 
um, art galleries yeah. in front of millions of dollars worth of artwork um, while also doing a good thing, feeding yeah. the local homeless population who has no access to this sort of thing because they don't have access to regular food or shelter or clothing. So yeah. we're going to give them access to, thank you for the speaking cork, to these fine works of art that probably they've only seen on social media mm -hmm. despite the fact that they live very, very close to it, yeah. right? Is You're doing something good. You're getting a better dichotomy, and I think it will be talked about more. Yeah. I'd actually like to expand this idea to the point where Ben and Becky for uh, president and vice president for 20-something. As long as you're president and I'm vice. I I'm, wanted you to be president and me to be vice. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty ready for a female president. Okay. I think. You know, I once had someone tell me that I'd be a really great first lady, and I said, nah, -uh, I'd be the president. Thank you very much. That's and, kind of an insulting. Said, and then he said, no, you're right. And I said, good. There you go. <laughs> it's kind of an insulting thing to tell somebody you'd be a great first lady because it's like you'd be a great person with with uh, two percent of the power. I don't actually take it as an insult because I think that's good. Okay. Behind every powerful man is an even more powerful woman who puts that man in his place. Or man, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yes. But I um, I don't take offense at that because I think that it was actually a good because then okay also as the first lady I wouldn't have to worry about the actual political stuff and the war stuff and all that stuff I could literally just focus on arts education and I would be happy so it's fine fair enough yeah I'm actually this is like a 180 mm -hmm. I'm actually, okay go ahead I'm actually really really excited for the possibility of a female president I know me too actually I I mean it needs to be the right person but I would be really excited for it that's like my exact line I'm not someone that's like diversity or feminism for the sake of either one but I understand the importance of both of those things mm -hmm. and I think it'd be really really cool to have a female president because we've never done that before and yeah. so it's kind of like I feel like that would be a cool that would be a cool direction for the United States. I'm yeah. really ready for it. I like Tulsi well, Gabbard. She's mm -hmm. independent right now. Yeah. I know a lot of people don't like her. That's fair. But I would really like to see a female president. Yeah. You know what would be it really would cool, be cool is to have that in our lifetime. for a female to be nominated as this is our nominee of the Democratic Party or the Republican Party for 2024, and I could actually vote for a woman for president yeah. for the first time. Because we've had other the, ones. Yeah. Like um, Carly Fiorina, mm -hmm. who who I really like, um, that's spoken at Catholic <coughs> University before and, and done some other things, and I think she's great. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't met her yet. I'd love to meet her. Mm -hmm. um, but Shout out. She's, she's going to be on the next one. Shout out. I mean, <laughs> she's actually, be the February guest. I, ha I haven't reached out to her yet. The February guest is actually an astronaut, which is kind of cool, but. Oh, okay. I probably shouldn't tease That's that yet. But... Than me. No, not at all. I don't say that. An astronaut is cooler than me. <laughs> Besides, anyway, keep going. <laughs> I would just really like to be able to vote for a woman. Yeah. And I, it's not like a diversity thing. It's like just a. You know what I would. Hey love? guys, we've really screwed up yeah. a lot of terms by just electing really old white guys could we could we maybe for a second well, take all, a chance on a woman just for once the first thing that needs to happen though is the the boomers need to let go of control after they let go of oh, control yeah. then all sorts of new people are going to pour in also imagine the day when we have two women candidates running against each other like how great would that be see that gets me excited i would love to vote for tulsi gabbard as an independent or a libertarian mm -hmm. over like 
some other like Republican or Democrat candidate yeah. and be like, hey, guys, like the libertarian vote can win. And also it's a woman like that would yeah. just be like, cool. imagine. Yeah, it would just be cool to throw everything to chaos. No, no, no. no. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. That's the most anti-feminism no, okay. thing Not I've ever chaos, heard. But like like overthrow the like perceived way that things have to work. The norm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean by chaos. Yeah. Because if anything's beyond the norm, most people think it's chaos, which is not true. Carly Fiorina is pretty smart. She's run for president twice. I heard her speak at Catholic University. Yeah. I met Marco Rubio at Catholic. Yeah, I remember when he came to campus. It's interesting. I did not go. He's not because I didn't want to, but because I I think I wasn't invited. <laughs> it's not fully part of the business school. I keep doing that. I'm so sorry. It's okay. You're fine. Um, he's an interesting guy. Yeah. I I wanted him for president because I felt like he was, like, a lot nicer than Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know how he would have done. I would have much rather voted for somebody like Carly Fiorina. Mm-hmm. And you just stop talking about politics because I don't want to talk about politics. Oh, no. It's okay. It'll be fine. <laughs> I have not to pee as, really bad, I know. Too. So do I. Do you want to... Do you want to have, like, a final thought and, like, plug your thing and then we can go pee? Do you want to do that? <laughs> ben, I really hate that you just said that. I know, but people understand. We've been recording we for... literally more than two hours. Two hours and 20 minutes. I, I apologize to everyone. I hope that this was thrilling enough. No, I hope it was thrilling enough that you listened to the whole thing. Don't be okay. nice to them. I want to be <laughs> nice to them. Listen, this is how I have more listeners. <laughs> Because I'm nice <laughs> to my audience. Tots, listeners, I'm so sorry that Becky's this rude to you. I just oh my really goodness. apologize. Are you really sure you want to have me back every year? 100%. Oh, this okay. was one of the most fun podcasts I've ever done. I'm glad. Becky, where can people find you? <laughs> In your brilliance and your intelligence and your awesome insights, where can people find you? Thank you. Plug it. Um, okay. So my blog and my, I guess the Facebook page are both under the name Art History Perspectives. Art History Perspectives. We'll put it in the show notes um, too. So it's okay, easy. Okay, cool. Um, my The Instagram for the podcast and for the blog is AH period perspectives. And then the podcast is on any, uh, any platform that you listen to podcasts on. It is Art History Perspectives Before You Go. Um, again, hopefully season one, well, no, season one is concluded at this point. All of the episodes will have been posted by the time this comes out. And then season two is on its way. We'll hopefully be starting. So you guys have first some catching up to do. Yeah. Go listen to the podcast. I love it. You can also try to follow me on uh, Instagram, but I can't promise that I'll let you because it's private. <laughs> Whoa. Private Insta. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, I'm happy that you're here. Oh, thanks for having me. I, this has been cool because... You got your five minutes on, on a TikTok episode that was a throwaway. <laughs> it was terrible. And then I ended up changing my complete view on TikTok and then back to... Yeah, now you're addicted. Or now you're not watching it at all. I'm not Sorry. I'm not on it anymore, but I was. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Closing this was, the episode. This was awesome. It I'm, was awesome. I'm glad that you came here. I had so much fun. This was cool. This was cool. I like this. We're going to do this every year. Yeah. Happy birthday, Ben. Happy birthday. <laughs> That was awesome. I don't know. I don't know anything else. High five. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. 
Uh, as always, if you want to deal with my ridiculousness, you can find us at totspodcast.com. Pay a lot of money for that domain, so please visit oh us my there. Gosh. Um, on Instagram and TikTok at totscast. You can find all of our updates as well as clips of Becky and I getting ridiculous. So I appreciate that. Um, please listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Wow. Our big three. Hopefully we can beat Becky next year. We'll see. Never. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. You make my dream possible to uh, to to live within. You and make I, Ben's birthday happy. You do. You guys are my my biggest birthday guest and my biggest birthday contributor. Your present is listening to the podcast and uh, commenting, sharing, all that stuff. So thank you guys so much. And uh, I'll see you guys next time. We'll see you in February. Yeah. Hopefully for that astronaut. Interview. Amazing. Thank you guys so much. NASA, please don't get rid of me. <laughs> I love you. Good night. <laughs>